the Needle Suns and Chalk Podcast. Guns and Chalk, Jerry episode 82. Good job, Jerry. Are you sure it's 82? No. <laughs> Wait, what does the board say behind you? Oh, yeah, it is. 82 ish. I think it's 83 ish. Think so? Oh, no. How's That's... everybody doing uh, from the fight night? I'm good. Friday night or Saturday night? Well, let's. We, oh, we no. Get, we we, get, we get, had a full weekend. Yeah, we could, uh, we could start with uh, last night. That's the most recent. I'm good. So everything's good. House is good. House is no good. drywall repairs. No drywall repairs. We had uh, we were uh, we had the house vacuumed and mopped by uh, three thirty. Who's we? Amy and I. Oh, oh really? Are you sure it wasn't just you? She kicked in this time. Yeah. I thought you did all the housework. I do a lot of it. I felt a lot worse for you last night. I was sitting in the one of your seven living rooms. I mean, mm-hmm. Eric are looking at each other like Jesus Christ. Like he always talks about cleaning the house, dude. Uh, that brought new meaning to cleaning the house. It's rough. I was. I was leaving trash everywhere. I didn't care. <laughs> back off of that just a little bit. You can yeah. stay back just a little bit. Yeah. Go ahead. To... I was leaving trash everywhere. Were you? Yeah. Oh, just trying to make it hard for him? <laughs> Even this morning at like noon when I finally got out of bed, I was walking around picking up stuff and I was finding fucking solo cups and planters <laughs> behind couches and stuff. Yeah. I probably found seven or eight Easter eggs. You walk around that house and you're like, I can't believe Jerry lives here. It's so, like, uh, sophisticated. It's surprisingly <laughs> uh, not dirty. Do people ever come by and ask, like, if you can do their lawn, too? No. No? I wouldn't. I they wouldn't look at you either. like the homeowner. But I always get the same look from people when they, they, like, they think of me, and then they go, oh, okay, great, we got to go to Jerry's house. You think like, it'd be, like, a double wide somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. step over <laughs> roaches. be in It's like when Mike came by the first time, he walked up to the door, and he's like, what? Is this really where you? <laughs> Steve, what about Steezy? Steezy yeah. came over and was like, "Holy crap! You live in like the White House." He's from Mentone, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's from the hood. Right? Like you put down a little travertine tile in the entry, and next thing you know, you're oh, living man. above your means. <laughs> How long did it take you to get used to living in a house like that? Oh no, I've always that's that's my style. That's how I live. Yeah, you, you know? like to yeah. You ever, have you ever heard the what Guns N' Roses what? story of of like their you know how they have the notorious party, heroin, all the drug stories? And they said Axl Rose, you would go to the, the Guns N' Roses house and it would be drugs and all just craziness, and then there'd be a padlock on the master bedroom and it was Axel's room just pristine. Yeah. Clean. That's what Jerry is? Is that what you are? Yeah, that's, that's my life. <laughs> it's all just a show. I'm a, I'm a fucking train wreck everywhere else. Yeah, you're a poser, you bro. You're, yeah. you're pretending to be a dirtbag. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretending to be a dirtbag, but I live in like this really nice white carpeted, white Yes, wall. white yeah. carpet, Japanese art on the walls. Yeah, and a Chinese, but that's not offensive. You have all. the whole Chinese I have a room. Chin- yeah, 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 yeah. Chinese furniture. and. Your molding in your house is probably worth more than my house. 
I would have crown met. molding. Yeah, and, and your crown molding has crown yeah. molding. Even more uh, impressive is when we had to have one of the walls rebuilt for the mm-hmm. roof leak. Um, the guy walked in, the rebuilder, the remodeler. He walked up and he looked at the uh, at the crown molding. He goes, "Well, damn it, that's going to be rough." And I mm-hmm. go, "What?" He goes. He goes, that crown molding isn't at fucking Home oh. Depot. He goes, that's not Lowe's. I'm not going to be able to shoot down and get that. He goes, I got to go. I'm going to have to take a cross section of that and go find that. I just and have then, mold. Yeah. <laughs> mold. You have mold in the mold, corners? Mice, rats, turtles. <laughs> you name it. You got it, man. So you want to introduce hey, our so, uh, special guest? So we have Chad Bianco here from the Riverside County Sheriff's Department. And uh, he's, he's running for sheriff. And uh, so we brought him in here to, for him to tell us his story and kind of tell us what he's been through. Maybe, Chad, if you want to say hi and go from the beginning when you started. <laughs> so that, when were you born? A, that's a long when, story. When were I you was born? born in, I, I don't know if I want to say that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll lose votes. <laughs> so you're probably dying office. Disconnected. He's disconnected. <laughs> yeah. No, th- I, I appreciate being here. Thanks for asking yeah, me here, guys. Thank it's you. awesome. So how long have you been on the department? 25 years. 25 Almost years. 25. I'm in my 25th year. Always with Riverside? Yes. Wow. Yes, I put, my, I put myself through the academy, San Bernardino's Academy, and, uh, but Riverside picked me up right after, and that's the only place I've ever worked. That's really the only place I ever applied. And, and, I, go, and going for sheriff, going that's for the sheriff. big dog, right? Absolutely. That is the boss of all bosses. Absolutely. Go is big that, or go home. Is that an intimidating thing to do? It is. It's a... Uh, if you think about it, it is, but I try not to think about it. Yeah. And it's been, it's been a battle, right? It's, it's been a big time battle. It started back in 2012, really. Uh, the wow. first time I ran was 2014. We started in 2012. I lost in 2014. Uh, to sniff, correct? To sniff, yes. Man, it, so. It's hard saying that. Whoop. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, did that hurt your ego? It did. It was like, yeah, that, I was, bet. that was like a. That was like a kick in the groin right there. But thanks. Hey, that's all right. <laughs> well, I was, I was going to add into it, it, and that does make it worse because from what I understand is he's not really well-liked. He's not. Not really at all, especially in the department. Department-wise. The, department. the public doesn't know him. They just keep voting for the same guy that's always the, the, is it, it. Is right? it a lot of it like re- name recognition? You know, I, I think more of it is incumbent. Everybody just votes for the incumbent. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, you don't want to you don't want to say it, but we're run by uninformed voters, and they they show up at the they show up at the polls, and they say, well, you know, he's been there, and I haven't been hasn't killed. affected me. Yeah. Right. yeah, I'm not dead yet. Seems so to be doing okay. Let's vote for the same guy that's in there. Right. And unfortunately, if you don't know and you don't do your research, then we're still stuck with the same guy for the last ten years. So you move up the ranks in in the sheriff's department now. What uh, can you run for sheriff from any position, or do you have to? Top- you can. No, you can. And actually, you don't even have to be a cop to run for sheriff. Anybody can run for sheriff. It's a political position. Wow. So it's. Uh, I mean, there's there's a couple of requirements. You have to sometime in your in your life you have to have been a cop before. You have to have, be post certified at some time. Right. But other than that, anybody can run for sheriff. It's just a political position. So then, back when you when the, you got this idea, how how do you what 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 motivated you to go that route? Because you're just down there, Change, you're hitting really. the streets, and you're you're running, you're doing the deputy thing, right? Pretty much, yes. And you know, as you move up in rank, you know, you 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 want to move up to to be able to influence people. You want to be yeah. able to influence the people you're underneath. You want to make a difference. Make you want to impact. make change. You know, you want Legacy. to uh, hopefully positive. You want to make a positive difference. So, yeah. uh, so after 25 years, you still have the, 
the drive to, to to treat people good and be good, or did you give up on society yet? No, you know what? My uh, <laughs> yeah, my body. That's a good question. My my body might be old, might be twenty five years in, but my brain still thinks I'm twenty. Yeah, yeah. and so I I'm still super motivated to go out and do the job. I I've got to stay fit to keep up with my brain. Yeah. Uh, and I haven't given up on society. I mean, it's, it's probably in a, maybe in a situation like this, we can joke about it. Yeah. yeah. Talk about yeah. How bad it is, but for the most part, we're all still good. There's, still There's only, I believe the same there. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to believe what the media tells. Exactly. Everybody. Yeah. I, I just only watch CNN. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all. Great. That's it. This is going to go very well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, you're no. slapping distance. from <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I am wearing a gun. You, know, yeah. you guys might be too, but, <laughs> just me, just me. <laughs> uh, maybe Mario. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, 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 you're absolutely right because I just drove across country with the Cannonball Memorial Run with a bunch of sergeants from our department. We started in Santa Monica and then visited a bunch of uh, agencies that had had officers killed that year and presented yeah. them with a plaque and uh, had ceremonies and stuff. And it didn't matter where we go or who we bumped into, even when we would stop and go for McDonald's or get you know get some drive through. It didn't matter. People were like, oh, wow, that's super cool. You're doing that. And yeah, the cops are still cool. And we didn't bump into anybody all the way across the country in 77 straight hours of driving that was, you know, giving us that old fuck you, what you would think if you watched the news. It's just... Yeah, it's it's nothing it's not like there. it's nothing like what the news wants everybody to believe it is. No, you know, people are people are generally supportive of the police. They they obviously you know there may be someone that you know you have a bad experience or you get a ticket and you weren't you didn't think you did anything wrong you know things like that. But nobody's out the whole riots and the the, the kill the police and yeah. everything else. It, it isn't really. It's it's just like during the election. You would think if you just watch TV, you would have the most twisted view. Of society, you know? Oh, yeah. And then when you talk to the regular folks, regular people, you know, you get differing opinions and stuff, but it's not this chaotic environment that they try to portray. Yeah. I never understood the motivation for why they try to portray that, but it's just like a fear tactic or something. But, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It must be a difficult thing to go through if you're... It, out there on the be. streets, you know. You know, right? it's. It, I've been doing it for twenty five years, and honestly, the the perception that I don't know perception is a good word, but the the view I have of the public, or the what I feel the public, the the you know the the view they have of me, or how they treat me, it hasn't changed in twenty five years. Yeah. It's generally good. Yeah, you know, you you have your good normal people, and you have the people that we deal with all the time that aren't necessarily good, and yeah. I really doesn't matter what they feel about you. They're just right. They're so just mad because they got arrested. What made you want to get into law enforcement? Ah, usually most you know most what? of the cops that we that we <clears throat> hang out with, most of them had it from the time they were a kid, or they just wanted to go make a difference. And is that similar? You know, it may be. I think uh, growing up, I mean, I was. Uh, my whole life was all about being a major league baseball player. Oh yeah, you know, so it was it was all about baseball. My whole life was about baseball. Did you did you make the high school team? You know what? That's a funny question because no, I didn't. I, I, got, I, I was the only one in my in my high school that got a college scholarship without playing on the high school team. Wow! So, did you really? I did. Holy nice. shit! How's that possible? Walk on or uh, non Mormon? No, I in high school I wasn't really a Mormon, so I was oh. grew up in Utah. Oh, oh okay. you, you mean with Utahs? Well, I, I got a lot of family it. out there. I'll let you say it. Yeah, it was it was a unique thing. It's all politics. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, it's just part of life and it was all still good i could still play in the summertime and everybody knew yeah. obviously they my talent you know didn't didn't depend on whether or not i made a high school baseball team yeah so anyway it went to college 
so that was my life. That's what I intended everything to be. But in the back of my head, while I was going to college, I wanted to be a you know fish and game guy. I wanted to be a, a game warden, really. Oh, okay. And, oh, uh, Eric loves that. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know that that was I was I grew up in that lifestyle, so I was hunter, fisher, you know that type of thing. And so I, I don't know if it was necessarily law enforcement. I did have an experience when I was sixteen. Uh, you know, I we got pulled over because I I threw an empty. An empty, an empty receptacle out the window of the car, <laughs> and it just so happened to be a cop car behind us. Oh man! And uh, you know, it was it was interesting because he was a it was a highway patrol, Utah Highway Patrol, and they uh, you know he was a good guy. He he pulled me aside. He knew who I was just because of baseball. Yeah. And um, you know, he told me that you know the the people I hang out with are going to influence my life, and I could uh, I could go down one certain path, or I could pull my head out and and go a different route and he spent maybe 15 20 minutes with me while he was writing me my ticket yeah and <laughs> so it struck a nerve with you it did it yeah. did and you know i always thought you know he's a he's a decent guy you know 16 years old nobody likes cops and yeah. they're just out to you know to get you in trouble right but it really did uh, it did strike a nerve and it 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 did influence me and i thought yeah you know he made a difference and i guess i was mature enough luckily to to realize hey maybe he's right yeah you know, it wasn't coming from my dad it was coming from someone exactly. else exactly so you listen Isn't it funny you hear from an you, adult the same yeah. age as your dad and you're like god it's yeah. awesome you're a genius <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you Never for saving me like that before. <laughs> your dad's yeah. sitting over there like you son of a bitch <laughs> exactly he my dad probably knew before i got home that i had been pulled over yeah and everything exactly that happened so it that probably influenced my decision maybe to go into law enforcement, but uh, I ended up uh, ending baseball and I moved to moved to California and I did a couple of construction jobs here, uh, but then I fell into law enforcement. I ended up a, a buddy. I worked at in San Bernardino at a, the Ford dealership there, Fairview Ford. Oh, nice. And uh, one of my buddies was putting himself through the academy and he told me I should and I, I kind of guess I had that in the back of my head anyway. Yeah. And so I put myself through the academy there and got hired by Riverside. So funny how many law enforcement guys are like, yeah, a buddy of mine told me to I know. go to the academy. I said, what the hell? That's how this guy That's did it. That's how I did it. That's exactly I how I did it. I asked Jerry before, how'd you, become a, how'd you become a cop? He's like, I didn't even know I was going to be a cop. I went through and they just it just ended up being that way. You know what I mean? I was, yeah. I was doing the same thing. I was working construction and my parents next door neighbors like, hey, uh, have you ever thought about working for the county? So all the background stuff being done by the sheriff's department, I just thought, well, of course the sheriff's going to do the backgrounds for the county maintenance guy. Why wouldn't they? And three weeks later, I was just in, in the academy. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? You're like, you're like I'm not unplugging toilets here. <laughs> yeah. there, Why is this guy yelling at me? Yeah. Yeah. How come yeah. I'm getting taught by all these cops to swing a hammer? Like, what the fuck you guys, is going on? Do you think that the academy now is harder or a lot easier because of all the political, the, the women, uh, the men and women BS or the transgender or the bathrooms, all the, I mean, I don't even, it's I don't even there. keep track of all that. It's, it's not, not there. It's no. not there. It hasn't, it, it, it you, the counties haven't gotten sued yet. Probably not. Yeah. It's not, uh, we don't know. We don't talk about that. I mean, not that you don't talk about it. It's just not a, it's not, not a an topic. Issue. Yeah. It's not an issue. I had a, um, a buddy who, um, was going to, who tried to put himself through the academy and, uh, of course, I can't name a name. I don't even know if he listens. Yeah. But uh, he started the academy, I think, like, during, like, June or something, or one of the summer months. And uh, and he came home after the first day, and he was telling me about it. He's like, dude, the asphalt was so hot doing push-ups. And after two days of that, he quit. And I said, after two days, he quit. And I said, dude, is there any girls in your class? And he goes, yeah. And I said, 
did they quit? He said, no. And I'm like, hmm, all right, cool, dude. <laughs> That's all you need to know. Good, good talk, good talk. <laughs> so <laughs> then you go into the academy. Do you go out in the academy in Riverside? I went to San Bernardino's Academy. Oh, okay. So you go to San Bernardino's Academy, and then where, how does it go from there? They picked me up uh, toward the end, and looking back now, I mean, there's a, there's a reason for that. It, I mean, they, I put myself through, so they didn't have to pay me. They didn't have right. to pay for the academy. They didn't have to pay salary. Oh, good. Uh, I was actually San Bernardino's Academy. I was the first San Bernardino Sheriff's Academy that didn't have a deputy in it. Uh, oh, we were, everyone put themselves everyone through. Put, we were, there was 36 in the academy, five of them. Four of them were from Ontario. One was fan, uh, San Bernardino PD, yeah. and the rest were all pre-service. Pre-services you put yourself through. Wow. So it was, That's uh, pretty crazy. That, that was a first for, for San Bernardino, budget times, bad budget times. Yeah. And, and we've had a couple that have been really close. We've had, in the last 10 years, a couple classes that were in those 30s with maybe one or two maybe five deputies really now they're doing a hundred a class yeah no, it's when, just crazy when you put yourself through does that just mean they're not paying you or do you have to pay uh you have to pay but it's not that much you pay for college credits because you're going through san Bernardino valley college at the time they may have changed their name by oh, now same. the same thing uh and then you you pay you, know, you have to pay for ammo mm-hmm. uh you know things like that and then you have to have somebody that's going to support you while you go through there because it's a it's an all-day deal Five days a week, and you no, gotta were, have. Some were you type married? Of money. Were you married yet? Then I was. So did she have a good job? She did. Yeah, <laughs> she did. It's a good thing too. I mean, it's. I mean, you have to. Yeah. You gotta have somebody to support you if you. You gotta lean on each other. Yeah. yeah, especially married. I mean, if you're single, living at home, that'd be okay. Parents didn't yeah. carry you, but you know, I was out on my own already, and I was I was 24, 25, I guess twenty five years old. Yeah. So it was uh, kids and wife and. So that means Luckily. you're about 50 is when I just did the Damn. math. And... I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a mathematician. I, I, I just turned 50. My brain, I still, like I said, I'm still, I'm 20. I, I'm going to be 21 this year. Yeah. But my body is, my body's up there a little it bit. Never, it never feels like you, it, that's so true, huh? You never feel like you're getting older. You always feel like you're the same 18-year-old person. I'm, a, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, a, I'm on my way to being 40. <laughs> exactly. I feel 12. <laughs> I keep waiting to figure out when I'm going to figure everything out. Like, I kept, I, I always yeah. grew up looking at people going, man, you got it all fucking figured out. Now I'm there, and I'm like, I don't know what's fucking going you, on. When, I was, when, you're a, when you're a teenager, you look at a 28-year-old, and you go, God, man, I can it. have your wisdom, bro. Yeah. yeah. And then you become 28, and you're like, what? Yeah. Is, people are asking me a question about life? Like, I got I I to go shit. to work every single day. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> Five days a week? Really? Yeah. I'm not retired yet? <laughs> you never figure it out. You never have it figured out. I guess never. that's the secret, right? Yeah. So then you get out of the academy, you're on. You're hitting the streets, and then... Yeah, I got, uh, I got picked up by... So what it was is they pick you up at the very end, and then they don't have to pay for anything. Uh, it worked out good. They I ended like somewhere around August, September. Uh, I didn't really get hired until my hire date was in December. Yeah. But it worked out good. I had a I had a, a rough childbirth that was a three month preemie, so he spent two and a half months in the in the hospital. So I got to be there with him. So one of your kids? One of my kids. Oh that's a nightmare. So it was all good. The NICU. Oh my the son NICU. was like my not, son not was too many in people there. know what that yeah. is. Yeah. My son was in there for I think a week and a half. And uh there was parents that had been coming in for months, man. Their kids were so small and they'd have to come in every night. Yeah. Oh, I, I, li- I lived there. I, yeah. hardly, I hardly went home. Oh, man, you know, that's little... brutal. Yeah, I think I was like three and a half months premature. Oh, were you? And people say you would never know because I'm so <laughs> big and fat. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Imagine, imagine if you went full bake. <laughs> <laughs> full bake. But my dad you'd has be a, a mon- You'd be an NBA player. <laughs> right? yeah, exactly. My dad has a picture of me uh, where it's like his hand, hand open and I'm just barely fit in his hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. So you did have the NICU that picture. Yeah. That's a NICU picture, man. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've got a 
picture of my son that where I'm holding him like that, and my thumbnail is bigger than his ear. Oh my Dang. god! So it's, a, it's, it's pretty. It put it in perspective like that. So were you guys able to stay in the hospital during that time? Or you we did. To come a, no, oh, we stayed see, in the hospital. They, they, only, were, they were good with us. Yeah, we got it, and they're like. We're going to keep him for a week and a half. We can keep you guys in here for about a week and a half. And then you have to go home. Everyone else in there had to go home. So there had been people, again, like they were there for months. So mom would come during the day. Dad would get off of work. They'd switch, and they'd have to do it. And having to leave the hospital wouldn't leave your kid there, man. It's yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah I, well, I mean, once in a while, they'd send yeah. us home. They'd tell you, you got to go home for just for mental reasons. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they wouldn't, they'd say, you've been here long enough. But yeah. When you're, then, when you're there, you're just stressing out the whole time? You know, it was it wasn't it. No, they're I wasn't good doctors, stressed. man. The, the nurses there and the doctors that are in the NICU unit. I mean, it's they're it, angels. I, I told my time. wife, I'm like, they are freaking angels from heaven, man. Because when you're in that, they go to the NICU. You're, it's like terrifying, dude. Cause oh yeah. When when you have a baby like that, it's not like, oh, here you go. It's they run away with machines and they're sticking stuff in them and they're in the box and it's oh, crazy, yeah. dude. It, it's bad. I mean, they prepared me in the beginning that you know he's probably not going to live. Or we didn't know, you know, your baby's uh, not going to live. So it's it's a big panic where yeah. they, they... You just want them to they, take care of it. You oh don't yeah. even want to hold it. And them. they yeah. rush them away, and you're just hoping that by the time you yeah. see them again or by the time you get there, they're still there. Yeah. And then it worked out good. We were there for a month and a half. Yeah. Um, he, he grew fast. He was only three pounds, uh, 20, 28 weeks, somewhere around there. Right that around is there. awesome. So it was good. It worked out good. And then not having the job with the academy, um, it worked out perfect. So I started after he was already home. So then it was all great. Oh, good. So I started Riverside, uh, started in the jails. I had to work the jails for a couple of years and then went to patrol and it was all good. Did you just there. start going up right away or did you start moving up the ranks? Or Yeah, I, I moved up the ranks. I, I promoted relatively fast. Um, you know, the good thing with law enforcement, if you go out and kick ass and, you know, you're, you know, you do, do what you're supposed to do yeah. and, you know, make a name for yourself, you, you make that name for yourself and it... it you know, it helps you when it comes to promotion time. Yeah. So I promoted relatively fast to investigator. I went to internal affairs, uh, eventually ended up promoting to a supervisor sergeant. Yeah. Um, you know, same thing. You go out there and you do a good job and you try and be better than the person next to you. And, you know, when it comes time for promotions again, that your name sticks out and ended up making lieutenant. And you know, here, here I am still. Okay. So then, so you're still continue. You run in 2012, right? Is that? I ran in 2014. 2014. So you said you decided to do it in 12? Is that uh, what it was? was? Yeah. It was about in 2012 that I decided I was going to do it. Um, it was interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, the... What was the motivation? Uh, bad sheriff. Yeah. Bad and sheriff. you like, I mean, I'm going to be the guy. It, there was probably... A, it was a dual motivation of that I didn't necessarily like the sheriff. I knew he wasn't good for the county. Uh, he wasn't doing what I felt he should be doing, what we should be doing as a department. A uh, little personal note, uh, you know, he sat down, stared me in the face and told me that he'd never promote me because my wife played bunco with somebody that was married to someone he didn't like. Oh, and so, wow. I mean, oh, oh my gosh, God, the <laughs> politics go like oh, that. It's, it's crazy. So you see what got, you did. I know. Look at <laughs> you, you play one bunco game. And it's over. <laughs> I know one bunco game yeah. has ruined my life. No, it hasn't ruined my life. <laughs> One but, bunko game in a Cincy uh, party, and it's all over. And, oh, yeah, you got to be careful. Who's going to be there? Who's, who are they married to? <laughs> that's right. So, in, in, And that's, unfortunately, the person that we have leading the department. That's what, that's, how, that's what our lives are controlled by. It's who you like on Facebook, who you, what pictures you like, who you uh, take a picture exhausting. with. Exhausting. Yeah. What, what podcast you go on? What podcast <laughs> I go on? Yeah, I'm just gonna, we'll see uh, on tomorrow yeah. what happens with this one. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Um, now, you're going after the boss. That's right. Wait, now, wait. what kind of decision? I mean, what 
that had to be like a risky decision, right? Career-wise. It was, you know, and it, I really had to talk it over with my wife and it wasn't just like I woke up one morning and decided to do it. We knew what the consequences would could, could be. Uh, you know, ultimately you think, hey, I'm going to get fired if I, if I run and lose. And we had to accept that, that that was a possibility. And thank God it didn't turn out like that. You know, I, I still got punished and you know go through a, a nightmare of the last three years but I, at least i kept my job he it didn't, didn't uh, when you first decided to run didn't he move you somewhere uh, far from home he did well yeah i was uh, i was in marino valley at the time and as yes. soon as i did yeah the marino valley's good yes. that was one of my favorite <laughs> one of my favorite places to work but uh, when i decided um i told him i was going to run and I got transferred to the jail in Banning. So, uh, you know, that was his way of getting me out of the limelight. And what it is, you know, you Whoa. look back and you think of, you know, the politics of what he's thinking. And it's if I'm if I'm doing good things in, in Moreno Valley. And at the time I was. I mean, we had saved $2 million worth of budget. And the city let us keep the money in exchange. They let us buy more things with it. And what we did is we outfitted the entire city with cameras. And there was a lot of people that didn't want, you know, Big Brother thing, yeah, yeah. you know, that type of thing. But it's unbelievable stuff where the parks are now monitored by cameras. Yeah. And, you know, we have stuff on streets where, you know, bad things happen and you just go look at the cameras. You find a suspect leaving in a car, things like that. So it, it worked out good. But my name was associated with it. So because I was running, he had to get me out of there. So now, I ended up being transferred that, to the jail. How is that even legal? I mean, it doesn't. I mean, if you're him, isn't that a bad look? Or what about the, is. do the union? It is. You know, the, the union doesn't get involved unless you actually get punished money-wise. So until you lose some type of monetary, uh, you know, punishment or you get demoted or you they take some type of pay away from you, yeah. the union really doesn't care. I would think and that would be such that. a bad look, though, if you're the sheriff and you, you hear, he oh, this care. guy who's got a good reputation is running against me. Oh, bury him in the jails. Yeah, yeah they, and you know that the what he what he said was, and I brought that out, but he... Uh, you know, he, he's not, he's not dumb. He's, I mean, he's a yeah. very intelligent guy. So what he says is, you know, at the time I'm, I'm a, a tenured patrol lieutenant where you typically, when you get promoted, you usually go back to the jail yeah. and you do a couple of years. Oh, so there he promoted you? Well, no, what he did was I was one of the, one of the first other, well, I probably was the first that anybody can remember the first tenured lieutenant that got sent back to the jail uh, for something that was, I mean, we've had ones that have been sexual harassment type stuff where you get in trouble, so you go back to the jail where they can, you're controlled, your environment, things like that. Yeah. But mine, I, I mean, I was just a regular patrol lieutenant that was doing a great job, and you know, I, everyone was perfectly happy with me. But then I get sent back to the jail, and his his reasoning, he said that uh, you know there were issues in the jail, and he needed someone with my experience. <laughs> oh, so he hit you with a compliment. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh. So they make it that it's all for me. Does it with a smile and then... Absolutely. Then Absolutely. So then, you know, we, we, we do the whole election, and you know, obviously I, I lost. And Well, how does that go, though? When you want to run for sheriff, what, what, do, what is the prep for it? Is it money, fundraisers? What do you have to do? It turns, it turns out, you know, we, I would, I'd never been involved in any type yeah. of politics. So I was, a, I was a newbie, and I was very naive to the, to the whole process. And I thought that, you know, I'm going to run against this guy. And we all knew in the department what he was like, and we didn't like him. But I guess I just didn't realize that the public doesn't know that. Yeah. And they really yeah, don't care. Yeah, because it's not just all the officers voting. It's right. Everybody. I mean, you've got, you got 4,000 people in the department. If it was just up to them, I would have been voted in last election. But Oh, so you have a good 
like following amongst your peers. Very good. Oh, good. Very good. That's good. So, and you know, you think that, you know, I'm going to run and it's going to be great. Everybody's going to get behind me and all this stuff is going to come out. And then you get in there and it's like, holy crap, you know, nobody wants to give money to run against an incumbent. Uh, everybody in the- Oh, good for fear of- of losing. Yeah, it, if he you know, loses now. Yeah. Oh, man. It's tough beating an incumbent. It's very tough. You yeah. know, once they get in there, it's hard to get them out. Wow. And now you have uh, the the Police Officers Association is backing I do. you. They're, this election, they are completely behind me. They, uh, I, you know, I don't want to say that I didn't want to run because I that's always been in my head. I wanted to run from the very beginning, from the last time. Um, my wife, you know, um, she influences every decision that I do, and uh, she had some health, health issues that... Um, we decided that work wasn't really a priority anymore, and we were just going to live life. You know, I was going to pull the plug when, as soon as I could, and, and we just live life, whatever we had left of it, and, and, and go that route. So I, hadn't, I didn't really necessarily have the intention of running, and I, I let everybody know that. So um, toward the end, the middle of last year, the, the deputies union came to me, and, you know, they pretty, you know, I don't want to say they begged, um, but they were very... Um, Adamant. They were pushy. They were adamant, and they wanted me to run again. And uh, they kept they kept pressuring me to run. And I, I discussed it with my wife. And it took us a f- several weeks, uh, maybe even a month or so, to roll that around. Yeah, you know every you know just trying to figure out if that's really what we wanted to do, and you know changing our plans again. But we decided to, and there the the deputies are completely behind me. Uh, and then you know that as you go on with the with your campaign and you're you're talking to other people you're talking to other agencies so as of as it stands now pretty much southern california law enforcement's behind me awesome man that's uh, good to hear man so, yeah. uh, that's got to feel good for you right it's I mean, very good it's it's uh you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what the feeling is. If it, am I, is it, am I humbled by it? Am I honored by it? Yeah. Am I, you know, it, it's a, it's a good feeling. Well, as a man, you know, you build like a legacy or you, you live by a certain set of values and you, you're kind of self-motivated in that. And then it comes to a thing like that and you see your peers rally around you when you decide not to, and they push you up. I mean, that's got to feel that's that you're doing something right. Right. That you got that you're a man of integrity. You know that that's uh I think that that's what I I like to you know look at it and say that that's what it is. Yeah. And you know a personal opinion of why I want to run is 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 those things. It's uh you know the current sheriff. I don't think you know, I don't think integrity is high on his list of right. of things to do for the day. And um, knowing how I think and how I feel and and how I act at work and, and what I've always done. And now that the deputies are behind me because of that, it makes me feel good. Yeah. That's gotta be an awesome uh, feeling. What are some, what are some things that I know? Uh, I don't know a lot about, um, sniff, but I know, uh, some guys that I know that are trying to leave the department or trying to go other places because I heard like uh, budget issues and maybe, uh, things aren't, you know, money's not going the right places. I mean, that's just what I've heard. What do you think is, uh, what is going to, uh, what are you trying to change? What are the biggest things? Those are that's a that's a huge issue. You know, there's two different things that you're mentioning there: the budget issues and then people leaving. You know, one of our one of our major malfunctions right now in the department is that everyone is leaving, going to other agencies. So we're having you know hundreds of deputies per year that are leaving to other agencies to police departments, and it's uh that's that's unprecedented because as a sheriff's department, typically we attract people from police departments. And people, there's always people lateraling. You, you know, yeah. the grass is always greener. You look at something else. But sheriff's departments have more opportunity. They ha- they're bigger, so they have more opportunity for yeah. advancement, for special stuck. teams. Right. You can work different areas. 
uh, you know, SWAT teams, gang teams, bomb teams, helicopters. There's there's things that we have that PDs don't have, and so we it's easy for sheriff's departments to attract guys from police agencies. Well, we're doing the exact opposite, and all of our guys are leaving, going to police agencies, and it's just not the norm. So you know, we're losing. 253 to 350 people per Jeez. year over wow. the last couple that is of a years. Lot. Oh, we're, the San Bernardino's having the same problem. Yeah, Are it's. A, oh yeah, yeah. We're losing people left and right. Can't hold on to them. Now, what would the what would the factor be in Riverside's case? Yeah, they. Because McMahon's got a, re, a really he's good, got a good reputation. reputation. That, that's a, that's a. It's a money I, thing. It's surprising. For... Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. Ours, though, uh, you know, we make a little bit more money than the San Bernardino deputies, not to not to compare or, yeah. or anything like that. But for our guys, you know, I know that, you know, especially since I decided to run and still all these people are leaving and they're leaving not only just deputies, we're losing, you know, we're, you know, promoted people. So we're losing corporals and sergeants to go into other agencies to be police officers and that's not common no not at all you're losing you're taking a big pay cut to go so it's not like you're going for more pay or for more benefits or anything like that and so you know i ask them because obviously it's it's a concern that i have to be worried about and most of them are all saying the same thing it's all a work environment and we all have friends even though i'm in the sheriff's department i have friends that are in pds and if they all like their job and they're all telling us you know it's all great over here we don't have those problems it's easy to go over there just for that work environment and to, to get a better place right. to work. It's no yeah, different you might, than you might take a money else. hit, but yeah. it just makes it easier on your mind. Oh yeah, and you know I've, I've said to other people, you, you know, you give somebody ten grand a year, that isn't going to make them like their job. I mean, yeah. they, they may they'll be ten thousand dollars richer, but they're still going to hate their job. Yeah, exactly. So if you're you know when you're working you know comp work, you know work forty hours a week, but you never work a no one works just a ten hour day. You're you always get at the end of the shift. You know, something happens that you're held over, or especially now in budget times when we don't have the personnel, you're forced to hold over because we don't have bodies, so it's yeah. forced overtime. So, you know, you're working a lot of hours, and if you don't like being there in the first place, it's easy to look for somewhere else and say, hey, you know, my buddy over here loves his job, and he loves the department, so hey, I'm going to Costco's try hiring. that. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are doing that. That that really blows your mind when you, yeah. Yeah. when you leave something like what we have to go for a private sector job that's not in law enforcement. It's like, man, we are doing something wrong. So what have you learned from the first running as opposed to what you're going to do now? You know, I learned politics. Uh, I learned that... Uh, it's not as it's not as cut and dry as what we think it is, and you know, typically we think of politics and shady politicians and things like that. Um, I don't want to say every one of them are, but a lot of the politicians, you know, you they may start out for the right reasons, but they they end up somehow it turns to them, and that goes back to our sheriff. I think maybe in the beginning he may have he may have wanted to do this for the right reasons, but somewhere along the line it turned into being more about him. Then it turned into then it was supposed to be about providing a service about for the department or for the people. Yeah. So he lost track of of what our mission is or should be of public service, and it went more of how am I going to get elected again? And you know that's where that's where our department is. That's what our issues are. Is yeah. is we're a political tool for his election. We're not a we're not here to 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 see how we can provide a better service for the county. So as you're you're going around, so now you're, uh, like on your Facebook page, you see all the events that you're going to and Mm -hmm. you're, or that you're putting on to to meet the public. I mean, how much of that are you having to do now, especially compared to last time? 
a lot. And the, the I mean, we did we thought we did a lot last time, but this time is so much more. And you know what we did last time, it, we, we were you know you try and contact everybody that you can to try and get into these meetings and uh, city gr- community groups or you know city organizations, things like that. And so we're still doing that, but this time we found it different because they're contacting us. So they're wanting me to come talk to them instead of me trying to beg to to get out to those places. Yeah. So that's a that's a big positive. Because you're getting a lot. I mean, all the newspapers, the internet, um, all over social media, people are posting articles, um, and everything that I've seen is positive. Like even Mike was saying that he was doing some research and um, can't find anything bad that anyone is saying about you. Even uh, older. Yeah, I wasn't looking for bad stuff. Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to stay off it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not saying go. I'm perfect. I mean, you, somebody's going to, you know, come up with, you know, I was m- mean to somebody or I said the wrong thing to somebody. But for the most part, you know, I've tried to, you know, my, my life is not about being a cop. My life was, is really about my family and my kids. And so I, I try and, you know, you, you, you want to teach your kids to be the best possible people that they can be. Yeah. And you got to do that by example. So I, you know, if I, if I do something wrong, it's not that I, I'm going to make my job look bad or anything. I'm going to, I'm going to look bad in front of my kids. Yeah. So that's kind of yeah. how I, yeah. you know, how I live is hey, I don't want to do anything that's going to embarrass my kids or my kids are going to say, you know, you told us to be a certain way and you're a little hypocrite there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's not going to be anything where anyone's going to come out and say, I did something wrong. Right. Uh, you know, I did something unethical or I did something that, you know, that's going to embarrass me or my family or anything yeah, like no, that. Nothing, so, nothing crazy where someone's going to say, oh, he did this and he tried to bury it and no, any of those. No, and interesting about that, you know, looking for something negative, uh, I was contacted by a, a guy from, uh, he was out in the desert area, Palm Desert area. And he wanted to meet me and, you know, he wanted to, you know, figure out, he said he wanted to support me, but he just wasn't sure. And he wanted to talk to me in person. So I went and met with him and he ended up telling me, you know, right off the, right out of the the bat that he was going to support me. And, uh, but he wasn't going to tell me why until later. So we had this big meeting and, you know, he basically interviewed me. And then after he asked, I, he said, you know, do you know what I do? Do you know who I am? And I really had no idea. I, mm-hmm. I wanted a little free publicity. I knew he was going to, you know, a Facebook live thing. And he yeah. had a lot of friends on Facebook. So I was like, eh, that's good publicity. So he ends up telling me that uh, his job, his real job is he is he works for uh, for television and he works for reality shows. And his job for reality shows is to find all the negative about these contestants that are on reality shows so they can bring that up in the show and make it more interesting and hit them with it in the beginning. So he said that he's been doing it for 25 years or close to 20, maybe 20, somewhere in the 20s. uh, And he said that in his career, I'm the first person that he's never been able to dig up dirt on. And he said he had to meet me because he said he knew there was something wrong. And I, know, I can I, imagine wow. if the guy looked into me. Oh, bro. I would turn bright red and probably shoot myself. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I've got things in my past through work, but it's all legitimate. And, you know, I've been, I've been sued. It, was, it wasn't a legitimate lawsuit. It was, a, it, was, it was, you know, bogus, and it turned out that way, and I won. And, uh, you know, you, you always have people complain about you, you know, that you treated them bad or you said something wrong or used excessive force, things like that. But yeah. it, it's, it's never been legitimate. And he really said that, you know, he just, he, he has to get behind me and he has to support me because he believed, you know, he, wow, he said he really found, cool. he, he found plenty negative against the current sheriff. Yeah. And he said it was, it, it was ethically, he just had to support me. That's good stuff. That's I think, awesome. um, and I think the biggest thing that always stood out with me. Um, with you, because uh, this is, I think we might have met at uh, Cherry Val- uh, Big Bear, but we never really had conversations, but just through a couple mutual friends, and I follow you on Facebook, 
but just that, well, one, that you're uh, really pro-Second Amendment and you're really pro-concealed uh, weapons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, from, and I don't live in Riverside County anymore, but uh, from, from, from what I got from it, that it's actually pretty tough right now to get a concealed weapon permit. I heard it's brutal in Riverside. It is. Yeah. You know, if you if you listen to the sheriff, he'll tell you how great it is and how pro CCW he is, and uh, it just isn't true. I mean, there's a two year wait. If you call up today and you want you want to make an appointment or you want to go try and somehow get a CCW, your appointment's going to be in 2020. Wow. And it, it's just ridiculous. It's there's no legitimate reason for it. He likes to throw out there that it's budget reasons and it's personnel reasons and it's a way to toe the line. Absolutely. You know, my my personal opinion is it's a it's a deterrent to even get you from applying. I mean, you call up and say I want to get a CCW yeah, and they say exactly. hey, 2020 June of 2020 is your appointment. Yep. It's like, ah, forget it. Yeah, Never people mind. are just going to it's kind of like a gym membership that automatically takes the, the money out of your account. That's right. why they do it cuz most people are just going to let it Go, you know? That's right. They, they're not going to do that extra thing. You know, that's if right. you hear two-year wait, you're just like, ah, forget it, you know? Yeah. I, I talked to a guy today. We were at an event in Corona today, and he was talk- we were talking about CCWs, and he's like, yeah, you know, I applied about a year and a half ago, and sometime my appointment's coming up here pretty quick. I need to call and find out when it is. He didn't even know when it is. He didn't know when it is. And I told him, I'm like, well, you need to call now, because if you missed it, if it was last week, you get to make another appointment two years in a Two wow. years from now. They don't fit you in if you forgot your appointment. So I think it's just a deterrent, and it's a way to not to not apply. So, uh, Yeah, because if you really wanted to be pro-Second Amendment and you wanted people to have the CCW, why, why have the, such a long wait? Exactly, you know and I mean? there's no other there's no other place in the state that's like that. Yeah, and you know if you're if you're a gun guy, and uh, you know obviously a couple of you are, and yeah. you know, maybe all of you, I don't know, but. Uh, you think California is liberal and anti-gun, but really the state laws is very, uh, it's very easy to get a CCW permit and yeah. it's a, it's an easy application and it's, it, it leaves it completely up to the sheriff of whatever County, you know, you live in and it, it's all up to them. The San Bernardino is easy. Uh, Orange County is easy. Um, you know, there, the, the wait time is short. Orange County, the wait time is, you know, six weeks or less. San Bernardino's a little bit more, but it's still only two to three months, if that. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're still at two years. So, so what are, what are you going to do? So when you get elected, right? Absolutely. What are, what are you going to do to, what, Actually, what does I'm it take ju- to cut, to cut that wait time? Uh, honestly, I'm just going to start doing it. it it's, I, I really don't believe we're doing it. You can't get an honest answer from anyone inside the unit. They're, they're certainly not going to talk to me because they're in a special assignment. The deputies that are working that assignment, they're, they don't have to, they're not working patrol. So if they get kicked out of that assignment, you know, you, they're going to have to go work graveyard patrol. Wow. And they're getting a little bit older. They don't want to. Uh, so they're towing the line. They're towing the political line. You can't get any information from them. And, you know, you call up and you, you say, yeah, the appointment's in two years. But, well, how many appointments are you making a day? And, exactly. you know, how many do you have tomorrow or how many today or why can't There's I get no bumped efficiency. up sooner? Yeah. yeah. So really, it's just we just need to do There's it. There's no emphasis on it. Right. You know, I, I have friends that work in Orange County and they it takes that work in that unit. And we're in a digital age. We're in an immediate computer age. Yeah. And a background check is typing your name in a computer and you hit return. And within a millisecond, you know, a couple of milliseconds, you get an answer back whether or not you've got a criminal background. Yeah. And you know right then whether or not you're going to pass that background and whether or not you're, you're, uh, you're not prevented from owning right. a gun or having a CCW. So <laughs> the, the interview in Orange County takes 30 minutes. 
they come in, they go over your application, they make sure you are who you say you are, and you know they they get a feel for you. You know, talk to you about the questions, everything else. Make sure you're not a weirdo. Make sure you're not a weirdo. You know, (laughs) make sure you're not applying for somebody else that you know died a few years ago, something like that. Yeah. And I mean, that's it. 30 minutes, you're done. And you wait for a couple of weeks for your state fingerprints to return uh, from DOJ. It takes anywhere from three to six weeks. And then they match those up and you come in and get your, your permit. Uh, I talked to a guy on Saturday, Saturday or Friday, some event that I was talking at. And he said that uh, his buddy called Orange County two weeks ago and he called on a Friday. And he's like, yeah, I just want to make an appointment. And they said, OK, can you be here today? And he's really? like, uh, no, I didn't think that was possible. I, I got things to do today. Yeah, I was planning for two years. <laughs> exactly. And they said, well, we don't work on Monday. Can you be here on Tuesday? So he showed up on Tuesday, and two weeks later, he's got his permit already. Oh, that's wow. amazing. And there's the, That's how it should the, be. It is. And the reason is because they're, they're not anti-CCW there. I mean, the, the current undersheriff who's running for sheriff... Um, he's the one running the department now. Their their sheriff Sandra Hutchins is she's got some health health issues and she's on her way out. Uh, so the under sheriff is running the department and he's completely pro CCW and he's getting it done. I mean yep. the citizens want it the, yeah. and he's doing it for them. Now do you uh, do you have data on let's let's just say you speed up the process for Riverside County and I don't mean I don't know what the numbers would be but let's just say um, every year you get another thousand or two thousand people carrying you know legal. Uh, License to carry guys or women. Um, what does that do to to the to, to what do you think does, does the crime stats? Does it does it help? Does it was it going to help uh, the county as far as you know, lowering crime or making people safer? Do you see if, it that way? If you look at stats uh, in states that are liberal with their issuance of CCWs, that you know Utah, Arizona, Texas, things like that, they don't have the crime we have. Um, places that, uh, are completely anti-gun, uh, very liberal states, you know, New York, California, Chicago, Chicago. uh, Atlanta, what, you know, those types of places, there's, there's tons of crime, their, their crime rate per capita is through the roof. There's no fear. Right. That's exactly what it is. On the way down here, I was talking to my, uh, Chris behind you there and, uh, you know, uh, I spent a lot of time hunting in Arizona and spending time there and you could walk into most uh, towns and cities to go to breakfast, and you'll see maybe open carry, maybe five or ten pistols, and then pretty much everyone else has one. Right. Um, and a lot of those areas, there's not really any uh, gun crime, like robberies. Um, there's a, You have all the tweakers stealing cars right. and stealing stuff. You can't um, stop that. But there's not a, a lot of real dangerous crime until you get to Phoenix and Tucson where they don't let you have the guns. Right. And uh, I think just, I mean, I don't think you have to be a, ma- a mathematician or a scientist to be able to, to deduce, you know, what the reasoning is Absolutely. for that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of common sense. You've got to apply yeah. common sense to things. And, you know, if you really, you know, we have a horrible incident with the schools and everything yeah. else. And everybody knows that schools are gun-free zones. And so how many school shootings are we having? Yeah. You know, you, you look at it on the other end. How many, how many police station shootings do we have? Exactly. I mean, no one's going to go into a police station and shoot up right. the police station. And who's There's like the hottest people, target, you know? Exactly. A lot yeah. of people don't like cops. But they're not going to go into a police station and shoot up the police station because right. they're going to be shooting back. Yeah. They've all got well, guns in there. Exactly. So and as soon as you, in these school shootings, man, as soon as there's some threat to that shooter, it's over. They give up. They give up they're immediately. Cowards. They're complete you know, cowards. As soon as there's just the hint of any kind of force coming back, they either shoot themselves or they put their gun... You know what I mean? So there's, they know that there's no threat within those walls, right. so it makes them just walk around freely, you know? Right. What, do you, what do you think about the... the 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 deputy that was stationed at the school and then the three that backed him up that staged outside and didn't uh, 
didn't go in. Yeah, that was that's, that's a um, tough one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, hey, I'm not a cop, so I'll just I'll say it. I wouldn't go in there. Yeah, I'm just saying Somebody, that's, you know, that's a tough thing people. to judge. And and, you, and no one would fault you for that, but unfortunately, they're faulting the cop because the reality is, is that's our job. Yeah. And whether you, I mean, you hope, I hope that it, when it comes right down to it, that I would do that. I would, I would run in there, and I don't want to. I don't want to. I really don't know what yeah. training that guy's been through and what their what their procedures are back there or what their policies are. But here, I mean, we train California law enforcement is probably the best trained law enforcement in, when, this, in the country. When Jerry went through the cannonball thing, he he found out that a lot of the a lot of the law enforcement through those. Well, I, I I've I've known a lot of stuff from training. I I I've taught for a couple different companies and have been able to travel the country and and teach other cops how to do stuff um and when you find out what what other departments across the country are doing as far as training and and just how they're outfitted and what they've got for gear uh, uh, yeah the cannonball rum is another good one we went to um this little tiny city in north carolina the detective sergeant that came out and met us he was driving like an 83 Explorer 2 with 280-something thousand miles on it. <laughs> the seats were shredded. I mean, you could tell they had, like, Walmart covers on the seats. and it was, I mean, just mangled. And that was the... That was the, the like, the detective sergeant yeah. for, for this tiny little town. And What about the, uh, the academies? Oh, well, the academies, the whole different thing. You know, when you, when you look at... A lot of these little hazard counties throughout the country, you can go on patrol for three years before you ever go, go to through an academy. academy. Yeah. And then all you got to do is lateral to another department and find somebody else. So you can go an entire career with never going through an academy. Right. And they just don't follow, you know, that state's post, you know, setups right. or whatever. And and a lot of people think that you have to be a post uh supported department you know when you look at lapd they're not they just do whatever the fuck they want that's, right that's how they get by and they just pay the money because they can afford to yeah and there's local people there's probably departments in riverside that that aren't post uh post approved. I, I think we all are i think everybody is. is yeah we and have a couple in san Bernardino that that aren't kind of do their own thing yeah some some very local yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we won't talk jerry's, about who. jerry's yeah. face on that one i like it. <laughs> yeah that that particular guy though i mean i i here in California, we train, you know, we train for active shooters and it's not like it was several years ago where, you know, it used to be that when there's a shooter, you know, you wait for the SWAT, you call the SWAT team, you, you know, you barricade yourself or not barricade, but you take cover and you try and identify where they are and, you know, you call for backup and as soon as you get a SWAT team there or, you know, you get six, eight guys there, then you go find them. That's completely gone out the window, and we don't train that anymore. You know, you're the first person on scene. You hear gunshots. You go to those gunshots, and you take that guy out. I mean, it's that's how they train now. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, man. your job is you when you respond. Your job really is to eliminate, eliminate that threat. shooter. It's not you know go arrest him or anything else. It's they're there for a reason. We know they're there to hurt people, and we're there to take them out. Yeah, and, and when we train people, we tell them, look, there's a really good chance you're going to die, but yeah. you better die trying to, right. to stop that thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the way it is. This is a live or die job. You're this isn't back. a hang outside and wait for your bigger, better buddy that's going to show up. Yeah, that, the- that coach um, yes. at the school that was saying he didn't he didn't have uh, body armor or bulletproof vest or a pistol or anything, and he was still and he's uh and like you can't I mean maybe you can't fault the, the 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 cops that didn't go in. Maybe they were told to stand down or maybe they were scared. But then it's people like that football coach 
who you that you wish is the one who had the gun. Right. Well, know? not only that, you just wish that you were that guy. You know what I mean? Like yeah. to be able to, even if you were killed, how I, I think that would just be an awesome uh, legacy to leave back for your family that you were you the tried. one. You know, yeah. out of everybody else that stood down, you were the one that ran and saved people, and yeah. you know what I mean. I mean, it's that, like that, that American guy, that, spirit thing. You know, nine eleven, the guy on the airplane, the let's oh, roll. Yeah, guy. yeah. I mean, How it, badass! I mean, it sucks what happened, yeah. but if you're gonna go, that you guy's go kids fighting. go back with a story for that that will travel th- forever. You know what I mean? My dad was the one that stood up to him. Yeah. Well, not not your dad. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't have <laughs> one. <laughs> <laughs> that's another running joke. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, that, it, but that's a bad situation, and you know he's going to have to live with that. And yeah, he probably can't even live in that town anymore. Probably not. You know, I don't he, even I know. I'm not resigned. familiar with the story. What? What exactly? He just didn't run in or something. Well, or? he was the like the school like resource officer. Oh, and then uh, he I don't I don't know. He didn't run towards the, the gunfire. He, yeah, and then he had backup came, and then they stayed with him, and they waited for more. Yeah, while so, it was going on. And I, I guess there's a cell phone video. I haven't seen the cell phone video, but I've read the, the commentary of the cell phone video. And one of the students filmed the guy standing outside the door where the shooter was inside the building shooting for six minutes. And oh, he was standing man. outside that door. And, and he's armed? Go in. He's armed. Oh, And he shit. just didn't go in. So what he was thinking, I don't know. And, you know, I, I can say that, you know, everybody that I work with, that, you know, with almost without fail... Uh, you know, everybody's disgusted, and that looks bad on us because people look at us as like, oh, yeah, the cops. The cops didn't go in there to yeah. help. Well, it doesn't matter that it's in Florida because they look at us, and they're like, well, you didn't do it. You know, yeah. They, you get a bad rap. Exactly. You know, it's a, it's a, the whole thing is bad, right? Um, but one thing, um, if, if you could take any light from it, which I mean, maybe it's kind of hard to say it like this, but, you know, most people that are anti-gun or anti-Second Amendment will say, why do you need a gun to, de- to defend yourself? Just call the cops. And so in this instance... The cops were right there, mm-hmm. and nobody could defend. Well, nobody, that, I mean, you can't expect all the kids to have guns. That argument always drives me crazy, though, because the same liberal people that want to take the Second Amendment and go, oh, just call the cops, are the same ones that march against the cops. Right. You know what I mean? And you're like, which, which way do you want it? You want to put all the trust in the cops, who you allegedly hate and don't trust with the gun? Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you, Chad, they, imagine, can't get it, they can't get it right. Imagine this, Chad. When you were in high school, and Utah, especially Utah is a good example, if some idiot came onto your campus with a gun how many how many of your you and your fellow students had rifles in your trucks that you would have you guys would have took them out everybody did everybody everybody and did. even when i was in high school here in ukaipa i always had a, a shotgun or a rifle in my truck and uh, no matter how, how many times i uh, got in trouble at school or i got in a fist fight at school never once it crossed my mind to go get it you know what i mean it was never. always there was I mean, always there for after school to go shoot rabbits and birds or Whatever. Yeah, and we all got in fights in high school. I mean, everybody got in fights in high school, and everyone had guns in their cars, and nobody there were no shooters. Yeah, isn't so, that a trip? So what do you... If you lose the fight, you, oh, well, you shake yeah. hands after, and... So what's changed? Yeah, I don't know. Society, the value of life. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think a lot of... If you really look at the at school shootings, and if you look at these types of things, mental illness is the, is the common denominator. Yeah. They're all... They've all been diagnosed, and they've all... They're been all taking antidepressants. meds. antidepressants. Yeah. Now, uh... Do you think that we I, we talked about it a few times here that it's odd that it's a bunch of weirdo white kids that do all this and not um, <laughs> Jerry's laughing? No, I'm serious. If you look at it, these, it seems like these that's kids, how it goes. They're, they're, um, you just look at them in the face and you know they're a weirdo, right? Yeah, it's and a lot of entitlement. You don't, you don't, I don't, you don't see like uh, I mean, you might see like uh, or like uh, schools that are mostly black or Mexican, like an inner city, like yeah, LA. you don't see it there. You, that doesn't happen there. Maybe. 
I mean, I don't know what. The, maybe there, there's, there's that entitlement. You know, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of them that weren't disciplined growing up and. They don't know how to di- cope that's, with that's loss. That's the common denominator. Yeah, that's There's what I no think. consequence to yeah. anything. They... And they call it mental illness later, but mental illness is basically freaking the hell out when you don't get your way as an adult. It doesn't look so bad as a kid because all kids do it. And if you don't check them when they're kids, they become adult children, right? I mean, yeah. if, if they've always been given their way and then they their girlfriend breaks up with them at 17, they don't know how to cope with any kind of loss and they lash out. You know, That's what I think, at least. I don't yeah, know. I, I think there, ha- there has to be, uh, I mean... Uh, we're not we're not trained psychologists, but there has to be. It, it seems like it's it's a lot simpler. That what's what what has happened or what's going on seems like it should be simpler than it actually than we're making it out to be. Yeah, maybe there's some. Maybe I think we need more educated people out common, there. To, it's all the common sense stuff. No one looks at stuff com- with common sense, you know. It's well, because it might it might offend feathers. people. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing nowadays. You can't offend anybody. That, that's true, and you know, if you if you take the emotion out of it and you take the uh, the media out of it, it may, it's not, it may not be the, it, it's not just the, you know, like you say, the, the, the weird looking, the white, the whacked out white kids. Um, those are the ones that make the media. Those yes. are the ones, you know, there was, I heard someone talking on one of the, one of the news shows that this is the anti, the anti gun people's, um, this is their ideal scenario because right. it's a, it's a white kid killing people, a white kid killing high school kids. White high school kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's media attention. And then they throw out the, you know, the the Chicago stuff, the Atlanta stuff. Yeah, where, which know, happens were, on a much regular basis. Yeah, there was a there was a meme the other day. You know, I saw yesterday or the day before. It said fifty seven people killed uh, by gunfire, two hundred thirty six, you know, wounded. And you know, it, it gave these statistics and everything else. And it said this wasn't Las Vegas. This wasn't Florida. This was Chicago last month. Right, and wow. this is happening all of the and time. And they won't touch it, but they don't touch it because though that's it's the uncomfortable question. You know, the gang members killing the gang members, and yep. you know, black on black crime, or yeah. you know, whatever the case may be in the mm. inner cities. But that doesn't make they don't the want news. to address it because yeah. they have to get in those the, uncomfortable. The white areas. kid killing the white kids. They love that's it. That's important. Yeah, they love it. They love the crying mom picture outside the school holding their face, man. Right. Hey, what do you it think? Really gets to people um, about those. Uh, that they, when people are saying there's like that one, there's the one weird looking kid with the brown hair is like the face of this. And I forget his name, but they're saying that his dad is a an FBI guy, and this he's this kid is like a crisis actor and all that. Is it all just oh, uh, conspiracy theory shit? Or I mean, you know, I it, mean, I could go deep on this. I'll, I'll you YouTube can. all night long. I know you can, <laughs> and, and you just sit and search for things. And you know, what's the truth? What's the truth? I mean, I'll you... tell you what happened in Vegas right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You know, I you know the in the beginning it sounded like a great conspiracy theory yeah. with that kid because he's been interviewed at at other you know catastrophic events mm-hmm. here in California and other places. It's like how how you know. I've never been involved in that. I is don't it know the same anybody. Kid? Yeah, same it's kid. legitimately the same kid. And so, you know, huh. it's like, how is this kid in a senior in high school? How has he been involved in so many catastrophic events? Yeah, and it's like that just doesn't make sense. But you know, then you you don't know what to believe because you're not there. And yeah, well, you don't. I think nowadays because. I think most of us know they really can't trust. Well, we can't trust everything you read on the internet. Can't trust what the TV tells you. And so, when anything happens, you kind of sit back and go, mm, "I don't know." Yeah. But then you're never gonna know the truth. No. It's not. Ne- it's never gonna happen. Yeah. You, whole... you only get to know the truth if if whoever the powers that be want you to know the truth. Yeah. Believe nothing that you hear and half of what you yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. When yeah. the whole Dorner thing went on, went on, that's what took me out of the conspiracy land because that was so many of our friends that were dealing well, with that. And, and too, when that Dorner thing went on, I only see. And there was like we had a big thing on this show. Um, where I was talking about the Dorner thing, 
And I didn't know anything about it, but just the news and stuff. And I was like, what, they can't track him through the snow? Why didn't they find this guy? But then afterwards, uh, there's guys that, uh, that they know that were there tracking him through the snow. But just it's not on the news. So the yeah. news makes it seem like that everyone is being a bunch of idiots. But the reality was is everyone there's so was much trying. More there's to so the much story. going around, yeah. going on. Alex you know? Collins, the one that got wounded up there with McKay, came on the show and did like an hour and a half long interview. In it detail. was hard. It was it was a heavy interview, and he just laid it all down. Man, it I didn't amazing. know that you get shot like that in the face, and you come out so good looking. <laughs> yeah. He got shot through his face, through the chest, knee, and he's 15 times more handsome and good looking than he was before. <laughs> good doctors. Yes. <laughs> he's a marathon runner, a triathlete now. We're like, Jesus Christ, can you shoot me in the face? <laughs> his jaw's all square now. <laughs> Model material. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when is the election, man? Election's in June, June 5th. And so what do, what do the Riverside residents have to know? They need to know to vote. Uh, you know, it, the, I, I like, you know, I tell everybody if, if everyone, if it was a requirement to be an informed voter, hands down, everyone would be voting for me. Yeah. You, know, you walk out, I walk out of a room and, and, you know, people, you know, when you, when you campaign against somebody, just because you're saying negative things about them, it's not that it's a negative campaign because I'm just telling the truth. Yeah. You know, and sometimes they don't want to hear the truth. Yeah. So depending on how you present it, you go in and you say, you know, what's going on now and how I can do it better and what I want to do. You know, I leave every single room. There's nobody that's not completely for me. It's like, oh my gosh, we've got to get you elected and everything else. So, but it's just getting I them could, out there. That's it. That's it. It's you're impossible like, like to get Trump. in front. I wish I, you know, I wish I could reach as many people as he did. I wish I had as much money to reach the voters he did. You know, there's two and a half million people in Riverside County. Um, there's supposedly, you know, a little over a million registered voters, and to be able to reach all of them, you know, it takes a serious ground game, a serious word of mouth, or yeah. a or a boatload of money. And you know, you, you we've got to try and find the the happy medium of all of that. How to, big of a to tool to is those. social media? This. You know, I believe social media is huge. I think that, uh, you know, it, it started with with Obama, you know, really started the social media campaigning. And yep. I really, you know, there are a lot of people and I believe that that's why he got elected. And then you bring it to Trump and Trump just completely Crushed. abused social media. And, you know, he, <laughs> he didn't he even won. need to say anything of value. It's just stay yeah, relevant was, in the eye. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he you couldn't get on Facebook without yep. seeing him. You couldn't get whether on it was your positive Instagram or negative. Or it didn't Twitter. matter. Yeah. I mean, that's all you heard was yep. Trump. And so, you know, I wish I had the ability to to be like that. And, you know, we're going to try. We're going to do our best to to reach as many people as we can, you know, through social media, the yeah. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, so how do people, if they want to donate your campaign or buy shirts or do anything like that? Everything can be done through the website. What's the uh, website? The website is uh, chadbiancoforsheriff.com. Chad Bianco? Yes. Can you spell that? B- C-H-A-D. Yep. B-I-A-N-C-O. ChadBiancoForSheriff.com, and uh, there's a right when you get on there. The first thing at the at the bottom of that page is going to be a volunteer link, and in that volunteer link, uh, you can sign up to help. You can sign up to walk. You can sign up to get a yard sign. Uh, you can sign up for for anything on there, and then obviously you can donate through the webpage with a credit card, or you can mail to us. The address is on there. You can mail a check if that's what you prefer. Um, I'm donating, man. 
I appreciate it. I we, love it. You know, we yeah, need me too. cash, no checks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be sending checks all rubbery and stuff in cash. Yeah, we can't we can't take cash. It's against the law to take cash. Money orders. <laughs> Money orders are okay, but there there can't be It's all gotta cash. be accounted for. It's all gotta be accounted for. Right on, there man. can't be any money laundering going on. So it's uh, June fifth. It, you know, it's going to take a, a lot. You know, tell all your friends, your neighbors, your, you know, the the person that's checking you out at the grocery store. You got to get everybody to vote. You got to. We're going to push you every vote. week, brother. Hey, do you have uh, do you have buttons? I have like the old school. I don't buttons? have buttons. You know, you're not the first person to say that. So I, unfortunately, as much as I don't want to, I'm probably going to have to get buttons. <laughs> yeah. But we have uh, we've got stickers, t-shirts, um, flags, anything that uh, that that awesome. you want that you can that. That's going to help get the word out and the yeah. name out. Do you, uh, it's all about name. And do you have that, all that yourself, or do you have, do we have to buy it online, or can we put together an order from you and then come pick it up, maybe? Yes, or we can deliver it. We can. There's uh, you. We can deliver. We can mail, or you can pick up. There's whatever option. We're we're making it easy as we possibly can to to get people to help and get people to support. So if you you can contact me directly through the website, yeah. uh, my email address or my phone number is on there. As as much as I don't want to give, is that my your phone personal number, cell phone? It is. Oh wow, you it brave is. Oh, yeah, brave. As much as I it, it hurt oh, to give my my phone number to a million people. Have you got any uh, anything bad from that? You know, surprisingly, no. Oh, I'll be the first one. My, no, my number went public once, and it got real bad <laughs> real fast. Yeah. I don't think we want to say on here. Yeah, what we did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, man, no, it's it's been it's been very good so far. The the support is is very humbling. Yeah, uh, it's very positive. It's very um, empowering. And you know that's why we're we're keeping going as hard as we can. I I got to give it 120 percent. And man, I love it. I love your story. Come out victorious in the end. And I love it, man. I love that you came on and told your story. I like, I, I like I the uh, the pro yeah. gun good guy coming in. They're not putting up with. I just bullshit. love the the I quiet and man of integrity coming in and cleaning house, dude. Yeah. We're behind yeah. you, brother. Thanks, I appreciate so it. We guys. appreciate you coming on, man, and uh, we will spread the word. Thank you. I we have the it. weekly show. Thank we you. will hit it for you. Cool. All right, man. We'll be back in just a little bit. At the concert. Part two, Momo! Yeah! Comedian, comedian Mike has a um, heavy metal voice now. No. Nope. Right, have you been practicing? Oh. Oh, yeah. I love it. Oh, man. You guys' first metal show. We need a review. Uh, 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 uh. Well, half of the show stayed in the mosh pit. Oh. I'll do it. You guys don't remember this song? Oh, I was going nuts during this one. Oh, my this, favorite. They, they played this? Yeah. <laughs> you know you, what? I can, I can hear the music. You were upstairs flirting with uh, Comedian Mike. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, could, uh, I thought the music was good. Dude. It was, dude, some songs came on when the whole crowd was jumping up with their fists yeah. in there. And you could actually feel <laughs> yeah, the, like, energy. The, the energy of it. And I thought that was cool. Um, but I couldn't understand a fucking word. Yeah. And I just, I just don't understand. I just don't <laughs> get it. And then... Uh, Ran the mosh pit a few times. Yeah. And then when this little fucking girl. But, <laughs> okay, but she was as wide as she was tall. <laughs> she had the, Did you guys remember that little curly hair girl? Oh, yeah. yeah I yeah, know yeah, exactly. Yeah. Who you're she talking. speared me from behind, <laughs> and I thought, you bitch. I mean, is that the one she that almost got took ben? him out. No, is that the one that it speared probably Ben? Was. Yeah. But uh, I remember what made me not want to be in there anymore was because instantly I wanted to make that little bitch swallow her molars. <laughs> oh so, God. and I know that the mosh pit is like love and it's just fun. Yeah. 
oh, as soon as I get hit like that, I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm done having fun. I want to fight people right now. I better, I better go back with, with seeing him in the back by the bar. See him was in the back sucking his thumb, dude. <laughs> I was scared, dude. <laughs> yeah, what was, was your first uh, take on it when the when it started? It went dark, and we, me and Jerry run down to the bottom, and I, you were nowhere to be found. I'm uh, like, where's Eric and Mike? I was looking for the snack bar. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were trying to go back to Fogo. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude, we take off from the house. We take the mom van, which I still don't know why we took the mom van. We only had eight people. We should have taken the Tahoe. Then you wouldn't have had to sit in the laundry. No, or, uh, we had laundry. The lawn chair. Uh, yeah. the launch, we, had, we had a lawn chair in the back. Poor GM. Yeah, no, it, it, that was very comfortable. It, but until... Uh, legs came off. Until the leg came out. <laughs> when I, uh, I got a flat tire in the back, <laughs> and I fucking went down, and fucking all that funnier. Do you think, do you think, lawn you think chair blew out. Do you think the rest of the legs broke uh, because the poor engineering on the chair's part or uh, too much booze on your part? <laughs> <laughs> I know that you're not supposed to leave plastic in the sun for very long. It compromised the integrity right, of the I, plastic. I also know that you're not supposed to eat that much fucking meat and drink that much <laughs> Brazilian jet fuel. Oh, those are so good, dude. Rubbing oh, alcohol. Dude. What were, the, so what we were they get, called? So we get down to L.A., and where, where did we stop? Oh, VIP, dude. One of the VIPs of the trip was Uncle Tone. Right? Yeah. That dude is gangster as shit. He is... Fearless. He kind of made me nervous. Any, yeah, me too, bro. <laughs> me too. It, there was one point where I almost got into a little, a little, little tussle, little tussle with this big essay, and Uncle Tone was literally like about to fight him. He's like, "You want? Let's just go fuck him up." And he went to go fucking punch the guy, dude. He's yeah. a down ass dude. Now I know what you're talking Remember about. Remember when we were driving? He opened the van, so let's <laughs> get out. Yes. <laughs> huh. yeah. So I give him a VIP tag for for the night. <laughs> right, he was, for the night. He was, he's an impressive bastard. No, he he's was the guy you want on your side. He was a good dude too. I yes. Mean, I, know, we, I know I'd met him before, but it's the only time really it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's the only, only time wanted, I've ever kicked it with him. All we wanted to do was go home at midnight, and he wanted to get dropped off at another <laughs> bar. <laughs> he's yeah, like, but, "I'll find a way home. It'll be fine." You know anybody in there? What's going on? No, it's just the closest one. Yeah, you know the freeway. All the landmark bars along the way. And yeah, we went to, what was it called? Down and Out? Down and Out. We hung out there for a little bit, and then we went to Fogo's. God. And, and son of a bitch, man. Seeing Jerry at Fogo's, I've never seen the light in your, even around your kids, bro. Well, let me just, let me just say no, this. My kids, break it, break my, it down. My well, kids don't make me as happy as Fogo de Chow does. <laughs> you know, this is the thing, is uh, Jerry, he went in with a plan, and when they come to the table, they come to the, like, basically the head guy, and then they're going clockwise. Jerry was in the first position. He knew where to, where to sit. Okay. I had and, pole and, position, right? And I sat on <laughs> the other the kitchen I door. sat on the other side of Jerry, which meant I was the last. <laughs> yeah. so, so they would be like, oh, who anybody want some garlic fucking filet? And they go to Jerry, oh, I'll take two. And it's going down all the it would ten people we had. Yeah. By the time we get to me, that's cure's empty. <laughs> and, right? it, and it ain't coming back. And it, did, dude, and they it don't wouldn't go, come back. They don't go, oh, hold on, I'll go get you another one. They just oh, bring another the only, the only shit that was left for me is be like the lamb chops. And the, the shit sausage. that nobody wanted, the sausage. <laughs> right. So so somebody's like, man, that was really good. I go, you want some more? They go, yeah. And I go, I grab a guy with a sword. Hey, uh, I need medium rare garlic beef and bring it back and start over there. And go, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, that's yes, how sir. I got some of my stuff. Yeah, Jerry's like a VIP there. He knows all the code words. Right, and shit. you gotta have code words. And then he, he yells flight. at you if You're you doing. don't. If you go to the the cold bar, Jerry fucking yells at you. Nothing green, motherfuckers. Yeah, and only then, bacon and cheese. Yeah, <laughs> he has like yeah. rules and cold cuts. And then they set down this delicious cheese bread. And if you dare touch it, you are gonna get a fucking <laughs> lecture from Jerry. Fucked. <laughs> You're only allowed to have the fucking Brazilian rocket fuel. Yeah, I was trying to make a salad. Yeah. I was trying to make a salad. Jerry's like, no salad, motherfucker. 
I'm yelling at him at no, the salad bar. He, what the fuck is that on your he plate? He wouldn't even let him have the plate on the table. Yeah, exactly. He had to take it and take it to the waiter come oh. take it. That that was the that was such an epic dinner. And then comedian Mike tore down two gigantic pieces of key lime pie at the mm. end of it. You yeah. know, I you know I thought it was, it was so weird good. after because they're for Jerry's birthday. Yeah. You got passed to see him. And nobody else even had a bite of it. <laughs> I had one bite. <laughs> you you want to know why that you're still so fat after all that Mount Rubidoux? <laughs> I gave it up. <laughs> but what was crazy when we say, when you made us sing you happy birthday? Yeah. How the yeah, whole yeah. restaurant, the whole, whole restaurant, yeah, everybody was chimed in. We were like the most white trash yeah. pieces of shit. There was oh there was God. like these gay hey, guys break behind me us down when I was that just kept fucking pointing at Eric and and. <laughs> They were looking at us like we were giant pieces of shit. Yeah. So then we I think it really be- surprised him when the when the fucking bill came and we're like, "Hey, it's this much." You go, "Okay, well here," and just like just stacks of money came <laughs> yeah. out onto the fucking table. Donnie, take whatever you need to pay the fucking bill yeah. and make sure you tip that motherfucker hey, well. And, yeah. I look, and I looked over at the gay guy. And said, "Now what?" <laughs> Fag. Oh yeah, we were obnoxious as shit. So we're like, oh, "We might as well lay it on extra thick and sing happy birthday like we're in fucking Applebee's." And sure enough, dude, all the brothers around us got into it. The oh, Asian yeah. black table were into it. Dude. Yeah, they were deep. They, yeah, I, th- I thought for a, for a minute because uh, old fucking Minto Mayor, he oh, was he was fit to dude. be tied. Yeah, he was already drunk. He on the way out there. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. He polishes a half a bottle of uh, Jameson. Jameson, and so, he's drinking the fucking mango Ritas, and he's smoking a vape. Yeah, and a yeah, THC vape, and he had um, a four loco. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, and he allegedly might have had a few other things. Yeah, right. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. And so, so he uh, he's kind of cussing up a storm. Yeah, and I which I don't I never really give a fuck. He had the quote of the night <laughs> what, at Fogo's. What, what was it? Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, what, so oh, go ahead. <laughs> the d- people would be walking on the table. <laughs> and passing out the fucking meat. And then he finally he goes, What the fuck? Am I wearing camouflage? <laughs> Nobody wants to give me any of this meat. And we look over, his place fucking empty. Everyone's they were full. avoiding the giant. And then he had the second quote of the night where they, they, they decided after his outburst that they're gonna go to him. And they went to with the with the garlic sticks. They're like, two? He goes, two minimum. <laughs> <Yeah>, two minimum. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, that shit was so funny. Yeah. That was good times. Yeah, I thought at, at one point, I thought that someone that worked there was going to come up to one of us and say, hey, do you guys mind uh, toning it, tone it down yes, a little bit? Yes, me too. Yeah. They were giving us the tone it down look. Hey, and I, I whatever, thought it was on dude. my best behavior. Yeah, yeah. We were all we were all in meat heaven, dude. Everyone was just kind of focused on their food. I just didn't like till like... Uh, like the good, good shit only came out once. Oh, like they were avoiding us. You those, could tell those uh, those fillets at the end. Oh, the, the bacon the, fillets. The, See, no, the thing is, the fillet mignon. At yeah, the, end. the bacon wrapped fillet mignon. You gotta ask for it. They'll give you anything you but want. You know you what? Just though, gotta ask dude, for dude, it. that whole uh, red green card thing. Yeah, that didn't mean shit there. The one in Vegas. Oh, if you put it's that, an onslaught. If you dare put it on green, yeah, be prepared. Yeah, you're gonna have. Probably you'll have three or four guys at your table. You get you would yeah. you you would have more Mexicans on you. It's like if you just stepped in Tijuana, <laughs> like trying to sell it's you. So something. true, man. Yeah. And you know what? I just, and and some, maybe something about the Vegas one. Maybe they have more people there. Yeah. So they can they, they can make more they money. They hit you like a motherfucker. But you this put one, that thing was, green. You have to turn it red so you can eat. Yeah, we had to. Yeah, this we had one to turn we just away. stayed green the whole time, and it was still just kind of. I even saw one time I was green. Most people were green. They go to they go to Jerry. And then he says no, and then they skip everyone else to the table. Yeah, like the king said no. Yeah, nobody exactly. else can have Head it. of the table. It's like Jerry called ahead and said, "I'm the emperor. Don't fucking right. talk to anybody else." 
Let me decide that everybody's... <laughs> but, I don't want these guys fucking it up and embarrassing me with a bunch the, of salads and shit. <laughs> but the best part was seeing Jerry. You are so fucking giddy and happy in that place. I love it. <laughs> I love. I don't... Dude, I couldn't tell you what was on the walls. I couldn't oh, tell you no. anything about that place. How much bacon do you think we... We, we at least took a whole tray of bacon. I know. So my table. go-to is, is I get as full as I can on the flank and the garlic beef and the Portuguese sausage and the fucking bacon-wrapped fillets and everything that's beef. Fuck you, chicken. Fuck you, lamb. Yeah. yeah. This is all about the beef. And then when it starts getting a little heavy, then I'll order the drink. Oh, so you have like a special. And then time. I go, then I go back to the salad bar and I get the bacon and a little bit of cheese and the parmesan. Yeah, Eric brought the cheese up. And, and I, I was then like, I get the cold cut plate with the prosciutto and all that oh, stuff. Oh, the prosciutto. I had never had that in my life. Oh, it's beautiful. That is a beautiful thing. And then I start stacking that on. Then if I feel something move around. Like maybe like a turd, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like Ben had to go halfway through and make some room? Yeah. <laughs> then I'll go and, and I'll grab a, uh, you know, I'll go grab a bacon or a uh, a garlic beef or maybe a slice and then throw some bacon on it. There's a system. I'm packing it in. Yeah. I'm moving around. Oh. It's, it's definitely worth the money. Absolutely, dude. And when you get a big group of guys with no chicks inside, it was fucking hilarious. What, what, what it was we end always up with? funny. This, and this always freaks people out. What? Uh, what, what did we end up with? Like a $1,200 bill? No, it was no. like $120 a piece, right? Oh, it was $850? $850. Oh, I was thinking uh, it was up a little taller. Oh, because we put in 12 or 100 Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. 20 a piece. Okay. Yeah, it was good though. It was I liked it, it was fucking. And then amazing. we get to the show, and me and Mike are like, "Huh, all right, guys, yeah. we'll see you at the end of the night." We get to the show, and it's empty. The room is empty, and I'm like, "Oh shit! Hopefully, this isn't gonna be like some boring little show." TJ's fucking or uh, who was posting pictures of it? TJ. Of, was it TJ? Yeah. No. No, no it was uh, Man of Steel. Oh yeah, Mr. Steel posted it, <laughs> and he he was like, oh, "They have just as many fans as as we do listeners." <laughs> but by the time they came on, that shit was packed. Front oh, to yeah. back. No, that show started at 8.30, and at 8.29, there was nobody in there. Yeah. 8.29 and a half, it, and the fucker flooded it with people. It was packed. Yeah. Steezy was on the verge of a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, he's sweating his balls my brother, off. So. My brother met us there. He's a medic, and he comes up, and he goes, hey, dude, if Steezy goes down, I get the head. You guys get the feet. He was dead serious. He's like, he looks like he's about to have a heart attack. And I'm like, bro, don't say that right now. He's, Steezy's in the mosh pit. He's 50 drinks deep. Yeah, he's a hundred stakes deep. He's getting down. He's getting down with the business, dude. He was at the bar talking about his childhood to me. I'm like, Jesus oh, Christ, dude. <laughs> the music comes on. He hung though. Jerry surprised me. Jerry's a little fucking monster at the oh, in yeah, the pit, dude. I love the he violence. He was slinging dogs, dude. I love the violence. I tried to fight that guy. You got conquered though, dude. There's a big fat. It's amazing how effective short, fat people are in a mosh pit. Dude, and he had curly hair, too. Yeah, this that guy had... had to be a sister. My, it yeah. probably <laughs> was. That little bitch that fucked with me? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Jerry's getting thrown around. Jerry is like, I'm going to get that motherfucker. I don't know why he had it out for him. It was his shirt. His, okay, what, what did his shirt his say? His shirt slit said... <laughs> wait, wait, let's paint a picture of what he looked like Okay, first. so he was like 6'2", probably 350, fat as fuck. He had on... More like 5'9". Uh, he okay. Hey, what's, wait, what's One, that cartoon? A Disney cartoon of the island guy with the curly hair, big fat Moana. Island? That's, Moana. That's, that's that what guy. he looked like. Yeah. yeah, but short as shit. But short, and then he had like he had like his uh, his goth girlfriend's uh, stockings on from his hand with yeah. thumb holes cut in them. And he was sit he was standing in the middle of the pit, head banging. And then every once in a while, he'd get a hair up his ass and cheap shot people as they came right, by. Right, and cheap shot him, and he cheap shotted me. And then I found him, and I looked at his shirt, and it said, and the shirt pissed you Eat, off. Sleep. <laughs> Conquer 
repeat. And I looked Jerry at Donnie and I go, me. how dare that motherfucker conquer anything? I, no, I, I, you, I, said, you said, motherfucker, what has he conquered? <laughs> and and I, I, I go, I think the last time he conquered anything, it was a 12-inch sub from Subway. <laughs> I'm fucking getting him. I'm going right now. Then you went to get him, and what happened? And I locked eyes with him, and he saw me, and I pointed right at him, and I walked straight across the pit. I grabbed him by his studded fucking collar, <laughs> and I spun him around and tried to leg sweep him. I slipped, fell on the ground, he punched me in the face. <laughs> I didn't know he punched you. Yeah. Why did you say that? Because I, I went to swing back at him and I missed. <laughs> oh, so Jerry comes out and, he, and all I've seen is his mouth like, fuck that guy. And I'm like, what happened? He's like, the guy that wears the Concord shirt. He fucking conquered me. <laughs> and I go, this motherfucker really, he's going to go back to his mom's fucking couch and be like, yeah, I fucking beat that white boy up. And I <laughs> now, got now him. What? Yeah, I didn't know he punched you, Eat, dude. sleep, conquer, repeat, motherfucker. Got well, him. You gotta, I mean, give it to Reddit. I mean, a punch to Jerry's like maybe like a little tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. It wasn't I much. Mean, it wasn't a tweaker. Nothing no. compared to the tweaker. Beer. Nothing compared to the tweaker. <laughs> that's why you just but, brushed it but off. But then I went, "Fuck, this guy got me, and now I look like an idiot." So he'll he win. won. He won. W for you, fat fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, hey, Ben was thrown. I was just though. gonna say, like, when I go in there, I'm getting thrown around like a damn uh, pinball, dude. Like, just right. what anybody touches me, I'm that way. That way. <laughs> I was watching Ben go through it, and he is. The opposite of a pinball. Everything is bouncing like, like off of him. Yeah, he's a pillar going through there. Nobody's fucking with him, dude. No. Except... Baby Moana, bitch. Except Baby Moana, bitch. Baby Moana was going after him? No, she delivered the elbow that oh, put him down. Oh, yeah, he's got the broken rib now, yeah. right? No. I, that, I that actually ended his night. I actually rode Ben like a horse. I got on his back. He and we me made, up. We made two trips around the pit. And it was effortless, dude. He picked me up and carried me he, upside down. No, he, he. What did he say? He said he Lion Kinged you. Yeah, he Lion <laughs> he held you up like, like Simba. This. <laughs> yeah, Simba, him. That's what it was. Yeah, Ben was not to be fucked with until that girl kid hit him in the ribs. I felt bad because towards the end, he was he in came pain. out to where, where we were just kind of chilling because it wasn't loud back there. Yeah, drinking at the bar, and dude, he was like, his face looked like a little kid that got hit in the nuts. And I started hand, handing him booze. Like, yeah. it's only going to help you, bro. <laughs> he he had that. He was holding his rib cage. He had that. Yes, like, like, he had broken, like he had a broken. Wing. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's squinty. I can't fucking breathe. Fucking look. He goes, She got me. She yeah. got me. Oh, he's like, Oh, that. Oh, yeah. You can tell that it, it sobered him up real quick. Too. Oh, yeah. I've had, I've had, I've never had a broken rib. But, oh, man. it's the worst. I've, I've separated ribs. And yes. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's the worst because there's nothing you can do for it. You know, it's funny. I talked to Pop Welch and he goes, I've broken plenty of ribs. He'll get over it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben was rocking it, though, because he's not even familiar with Machine Head. Yeah. And he was fucking rocking out right there the whole no. time. Ben did send me a message this morning. Go, hey, so, sorry, sorry I missed your birthday party, bro, and the fights, <laughs> yeah. but I took a pain pill and passed out. <laughs> oh, dude. Because it's going to take, if, it, if it's really broken, it's going to take weeks. Oh, oh yeah. no, it's longer than that. Yeah. It, it, well, the thing with a broken rib is it'll, it'll feel fine in a couple weeks. And then if you do anything to it, it comes right back just as hard. Yeah. I broke one when I played football back in the day, dude. And it okay, was like so because, because, of, because of that, Shit. yeah, flag football. <laughs> it was probably two-hand touch. <laughs> now, listen, what about this? So we're getting ready to, suit, uh, to get Ben fitted for that suit. Yeah. But he's going to be out of the gym for a while. He's going to balloon up like a big, fat pig. Oh, you think so? I don't know. He was pretty motivated on his keto talk, bro. Well, I know, but now he doesn't, he's not going to the gym getting all beef. Yeah, he can't, he yeah. can't lift. Maybe he'll start carving it out. He's going to be following me to the bar every day. <laughs> Eating pancakes. Right. <laughs> pancakes oh, and crab legs. Dude, because uh, he probably works with me maybe like three days a week in the afternoon. Yeah. And certain days, um, 
this really good friend of ours is a is a bartender at this bar, and she hooks the, hooks it up really good. And so, so we'll go to, we'll go do a job, and I'm like, hey, let's go over there, and, and they have like tacos sometimes or whatever. And uh, so we'll be there, we'll go do some work, and then we'll go over to this bar, and then uh, Ben's old lady will call, like, are you at the bar with Eric? You're not working. He's like, I'm getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that that fucking concert night was a blast. We yeah. got to go do more shit like that as as we're a going George Strait next we, time. We got to do a, a, a. I was just gonna suggest that dude, like an old traditional country music show, dude. Garth, but Brooks. we all have to dress the same. Yeah, Garth Brooks, Alan Jackson. I think we should go. Uh, see, go see David Allen Coe. Oh, that would be good. And do, we, do any we, of them play Hollywood? Hollywood, it just feels right for a, for a for a road trip. God, what a how far is that? What a shithole! It took and it takes forever to get home. You would think that we would feel good in an environment like that. We were walking around like a bunch of city slickers, dude. Just like what the? I mean, it was just a shithole. Yeah, it is a shithole. I don't know how people walking. And people down, love to live live yes. in that shit. We were in downtown LA. I don't even know what part we were by this bar, and it was just dilapidated <laughs> buildings. Which I think the buildings are badass, but people actually fucking live in them, dude. Spring and sixth. Is Spring that what it was? Yeah. Down yeah, and there was just downtown. shit everywhere. And oh, I forgot to tell you guys, my brother and Beastie, they left after us. I guess Machine had played for another hour or something. Jesus really? Christ. They go to the parking lot, and there's two female cops harassing two chicks that are getting in the car. My brother's like getting in the car real quick, and then the cops come up to him, and they're like, Hey, you guys been drinking? And he's <laughs> like, No, we're on our way home. You sure you haven't been drinking? And he's like, No. She's like, You mind rolling down the back window for me? And my brother's like, all right. I'm like, why did you say all right? Oh, he say- Rolls down the window. And then Beastie like lifts up the, the fire jacket that he, he has one of his fireman uniforms back there. And there's a fucking license plate, a burnt license plate. <laughs> <laughs> My brother was on a fire and he was digging trenches and found an old burnt license plate in a fire and just kept it for a souvenir or whatever. And she goes, oh, what do you, what do you got to... And she's just totally doing that LAPD bullshit on. How can oh, your brother doesn't know better? That's what I told him. Like, what the? Why the fuck didn't you no, tell him? No, he's no? used to Redlands cops that are yeah. harmless. So yeah. she goes, she goes, oh, so you found that and you took it. And oh, he's geez. like, yeah, I was cutting trenches and I found it buried and I took it. Are you a new fireman? He's like, no, I've been doing it for fifteen years. She's like, oh, usually it's the new firemen that find something and take it. Oh, jeez. And just starts hounding them, bro. Searches the car and everything. What? They, I was, I, all I could think of was... did they was, try to use a burnt light plate for probable cause All I was to search? All I was thinking is, thank God that bitch didn't see where we were parked. <laughs> oh, I would have let her have it. I just said, you know Mario? <laughs> <laughs> we're all shouting Mario Dude. out on the live stream. <laughs> Poor bastard. I fucking... Uh, I cleaned my car out the night, so the next day I had to go to work yeah. for a little bit. And I opened up the car. First of all, my car smelled like a, a fucking dorm room. I told you guys that already. <laughs> Dude, we were so like, disgusting. It smelled like stink. B.O. and Four loco. We're, we're head to toe wet in sweat. Every well, single... We're not me and CN. Yeah, no. Every <laughs> single fucking cup holder in my fucking van <laughs> had, a, had a half drink drank in it. I thought I got them all. Oh, fuck no. There was Gatorade. There was uh, cold brewed coffee in the fucking front. There was half empty water bottles over her. There was a, a fucking imploded lawn chair in the back. <laughs> it's a million fucking pieces. I don't dude. know how that happened, dude. Uh, fuck, I watched it happen. Shit yeah. everywhere. Gia Mike's a little heavy on the gas. Dude. I took, I took a fuck. I, I hit the brake a little hard, and a fucking half drank mango Rita slipped out from underneath one of my kids' car seats. Did you drink it? No, it was fucking disgusting. Uh, you don't like mango Ritas? No, gross. Uh, I eat fruit, flag, salad, beer. <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, that yeah. was a fun time though, man. Yeah, I, mean, I thought, dude. I, th- I was to go back to your brother, dude. I thought, man. 
after all these years of you know if a cop came at you like you'd be like hey 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 I told on. him as soon as she asked to roll the window down I'd be like no yeah are you commute and it, how could you get out of that just say am I being accused yeah, of no. crime you no no you just so no no I'm not gonna do that no because she asked him you mind rolling down the window and you, he was what like, you do is you get out of the car you haven't been drinking you're not doing anything you shut the door and lock it and they go can we search your car no yeah well can you what, what are you hiding nothing well let me search your car no no and then you keep saying. Attorney. Yeah. I no. don't answer questions. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, That's what yeah. I told him when I first met Mario. He's talking to me. I said, I don't answer questions. <laughs> Pig. <laughs> oh, man. Shit. So then we go yeah, to but the people that don't know, Mario was sitting right yeah, here. Exactly. Without he, a microphone. And he just handed me a hand gesture. It wasn't a peace sign. <laughs> <laughs> so then we get back from the fight, or we get back from uh, the concert. We do a long uh, drive, and we're all be- playing psychiatrists on the way home. And then we get home, and then everybody gets a few hours of sleep, and then we're back at Jerry's the next night. For his, for his birthday. For, for the cocaine drug lord house for your birthday. Yeah, my drug lord house. <laughs> Jerry hosted the fights, and uh, Mario brought his famous chicken. Any, any highlights from the night? Oh, uh, whoever made that, uh, that, uh, that dip with that... The- Caramel and you the cream the apples. cheese. Oh, I didn't even get to try it. That was Missy Laura. Okay, now that was bomb. And then the stuff that I took home, it was like a crock pot full of just cheese. No way. So I took that home. She makes the same thing. It's mozzarella cheese, Parmesan cheese, and ricotta cheese. That's what was in that with pot. With just garlic. I opened it and it looked like mayonnaise, so I didn't even touch it. No, Dude, it's all cheese. It's gone. Oh. It's gone. With the with the little breads. Yeah, yeah. I got I got all the breads. Too. Oh, the breads were amazing. I was just eating the breads because yeah. I thought that was like some funky yeah, mayonnaise. Yeah, Jerry's shit. wife would let me leave. I took a whole pizza. No way. She's like, you're oh, yeah. taking some of this. I'm like, uh, yes, yes, I am. We loaded everybody down. <laughs> we're like, handing out two liters of Coke and shit. <laughs> She's like, uh, do you want a whole pizza? Yes, I do. <laughs> do you, uh, what else do you want? Um, I said, is anyone taking this whole pot of cheese? <laughs> Don't forget said, the bread. And she, well, I didn't even want the bread, but I guess I had to. It's part of the part of it. <laughs> if you take the cheese, you got to take the bread? Yeah, I do. But it was, yeah, it was fun, man. Yeah. It was yeah, a good it was time. A good everyone time. there, it was, good it was time. Jerry, yeah, I Jerry's like doing awesome. parties like that because yeah. in the bedding. Was Laura Costello in- there? Yes. Which one's that? The the one that was sitting on the on the counter. The one that gave me the uh, the my uh, the, my gun parts journal. I didn't see who oh. that was. Was she the one running around with the cup selling? She was one of them. Oh man, I wish I would have known that was her. She's like a freaking major listener of the show, and I yeah. didn't say what's up. I that, mean, I talked to her, but I didn't know that was her. Yeah, that that's that's why I told you to go over there. Oh, somebody kept asking oh, me about oh. who the smoke show was. Hi, Laura. Who was the other uh, smoke show there? That was me. <laughs> a little quiet over here, guys. Right. <laughs> you don't know? There was a few single guys that came up to me that were like, who's that? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. I don't know who's married to who and all oh, shit. Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. And she's married. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. okay. I, no, I like, hmm? Oh, <laughs> yeah, they right. got a little silent over here. Every guy here doesn't want to say who they're who Because they're all about. cops. <laughs> no, okay, okay. Right, 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 right. No, I, know, I think I know who you're talking about. No, she's married. Okay, I'll let him know. <laughs> All right, she's married. No, I'm just no, joking. I'm joking. <laughs> you, you know I'm not going to fucking pay for that now. <laughs> no, I'm joking, Chrissy. Hey, that hey. was a joke. It was... <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, God. Oh, dude. And then, uh, yeah, when we're leaving, I'd take Papa Welsh as our designated driver. Papa Welsh is like yeah. a distinguished gentleman, bro. Right? You I thought he was like a rec- I thought he was going to be like reckless and crazy like you, but he's like <laughs> like a gentleman. Oh, dude, I mean, he's like, he's, hello, he, how are he you? is what a fucking he's engineer like looks Earth, like. He's like Wyatt Earp, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> he's what an engineer looks like, and yeah. I'm over here like a fucking asshole. <laughs> you know? And we're the drunken son, dude. <laughs> right? And so 
we promised him if he came because he wanted to go, but he didn't want to drive separate. And I'm like, oh, if you want to go, DD us. We'll leave at a reasonable time. And, we'll, and so he's like, yeah. And then, uh, so when Mario didn't want me to leave, he's like, come on, man, let's stay here till the sun comes up. You know? <laughs> I, think, I think he almost did. I think we were about two hours away. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How late did you guys stay up drinking? Uh, about 3.30. Yeah. Mama was cool with it, huh? Uh, or Mama went to bed. Once Mama goes no, to bed, no, he she, just goes. No, it was, she stayed up the whole time. She we, did? We clean afterwards. You clean the house before you go to bed? Yeah. No way. Mopped. Uh. No, you know Shut what I do? Up. This no, is dude, what, I, this I is swear. what I would have done if I was married. I, I wake up, I, I wake up like, and I'm like, fuck, my head hurts. Did I party last night? And I go downstairs, I go, uh, oh, no, I didn't. I guess I didn't because uh, there's not like puke and shit all over the house. Oh, and, that uh, sounds just awful at the end of the I, night. Like, let's get out the mop buckets. Ugh. No, we do it for Thanksgiving. No, when we have big parties, Thanksgiving, Christmas, any of that shit, we clean before I want to give some bed. marriage tips for the guys out there. Yeah. During this same situation, don't be like Jerry. You get hammered fucking drunk. <laughs> Pass out. Then you sleep in, and she gets so upset about the mess, she cleans it all, and by the time you wake up, it's cool. And you just got to deal with an attitude for the rest of the day. No, you just fucking didn't. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're already she, hung she, over. Hey, exactly. If she's being cunty, you just get in your car and you bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Marriage tip of the day. <laughs> From the guy that's not married. <laughs> <laughs> right. 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 Right, yeah. Yeah. No, no, we had the whole house clean, everything. All the ba- trash is bagged up, everything. There's a couple little cleanup things here and there. I had to run the dishwasher. Because she was gone when I woke up. So I had all oh, the she, kids. She pulled it on She's you. She's the one that did it. She's the one that's listening to your marriage tips. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, girl. She's like, here's what you need. Find an idiot hey, that'll clean for you. Don't hate the player. Hate the game, dude. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you think with a pipe like that, you shouldn't be cleaning <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you should be having... There should be... So, she should be fanning with palm fronds and holding grapes over your fucking head. <laughs> Walking with a limp. <laughs> <laughs> why, see, why are you so quiet, CM? I lost my voice. Why? How'd you lose your voice? I was just telling people to get away from me at the concerts. <laughs> <laughs> just running for your life. Don't touch me. <laughs> I was a little bummed there weren't any like head tattooed. There was super one tall mohawk. Chicks. There was one chick that walked by me and CM in the beginning. I think it was you, right? Or yeah. GM Mike. Bald on the sides. Yeah. She didn't have the mohawk up. She had it like braided all crazy, oh, like yeah. like a yeah. fucking warrior oh, I didn't yeah. princess. Yeah. And I'm like, you better watch out if Jerry sees her, dude. Yeah. Jerry's right. gonna be following her around like a lost <laughs> <Right>. fucking puppy. <laughs> she didn't have the tattoos on the head, but oh, she looked yeah, nah. like a fucking problem, bro. Nah. You would have loved her. <laughs> <laughs> she was hot. Right. No, nah, you, you know, nah. like when the chick is so hot that nah. she's trying to be ugly, but she's still hot. I need, yeah. uh, I need the full, I need the full thing. I need the mohawk and the the Frankenstein boots. And and, and, and he only has a couple questions. The first one is, you know, how many times did, how many times we'd go to counseling for daddy issues? <laughs> Three times? Eh, okay. Right. Do you have a hot pot or a deep, what did you say, a deep pocket? Deep pockets. <laughs> I need uh, deep pockets and no daddy issues. <laughs> GM Mike got a black eye. Oh, yeah. GM Mike put, I think he ate the most out of everybody oh, at, the, at Fogo's. He did. He, oh. he, was a, he was a sleeper for sure, dude. He put it down. And that guy's a fucking bowling ball in the pit, too. Short, mm-hmm. stocky, yeah. Yeah. did work, but he got a black eye, probably from nope. the same chick. Dude, she <laughs> yeah. was running. She was just wrecked our whole crew, dude. I, I hope, because I was wearing the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I hope she noticed who we were. She listened. Yeah. And I'll tell her, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> you know, that wasn't cool. You and your fucking <laughs> you fucking bully. Yeah. Sharpened fucking elbows. <laughs> hey, maybe, hey, maybe we'll put, uh, get shot here to go whoop her ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'll bow out. Yeah. <laughs> she can step in for me. Holy shit. Yeah, we got to do another event. Like, we're not an event. We got to go to another 
God, we got to do that more often. It was yeah, fun. It was, it was a good time. Sausage party, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a fucking blast. And we got to research restaurants and go to a badass place and then go act like idiots somewhere. Dude, there's, and there's a Fogo in San Diego, too. So we can look Oh, there, there is? I didn't know that. Yeah, my buddy uh, just went down there for his anniversary. All right, we need to do it. We need to find next one's got to be a country show. We well, are, no, you, mean, you did the you did the metal show, so now we got to go do a country. Well, then show. I, you know what we could do, and I'm sure all your guys as old ladies would get with it. Let's just all our group go to Vegas. All the dudes, I'm down. We'll go for the weekend. I'm going in two weeks. Where? Where? For what? To Vegas for Amy's birthday. Are you gonna go to Fogo? Oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is Stupid wrong with question, you? Stupid question, huh? Yeah. Hey, do you guys uh, think you guys you get permission slips to leave for the weekend to go to Vegas? With I'm me? going. I'm. I'll go. Mm-hmm. Jerry, Jerry needs a permission slip for sure. It just got real quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My brain just downshifted. When we might have to take Mario in your place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it got really weird in my head right then. <laughs> you can't commit to it, huh? No, I can't say yes or no to something like that. <laughs> <laughs> what a pussy. I'm telling you right now, there is nothing good that'll come out of that, and Amy knows it. She... Well, what about you, comedian Mike? Would you be able to go? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 it's gonna be the Donnie and Eric show. <laughs> it's gonna be Donnie leading Eric. <laughs> no, fucking baked out. He leading fucking... him. Oh yeah, yeah, he's all baked out. Right. <laughs> Eric's gonna be staring at all the lights. Donnie, I want to go see the dolphins jump through fire hoops. <laughs> all right. He's come like, on. what's wrong with you? I'm like, Ben put drugs up my ass. <laughs> right. Oh damn. Oh, holy shit. Do we gotta yeah. do a Vegas trip? Hey, we we have you, to. We should just take everybody. You guys take all your families and bullshit. I'm out. Me and yeah. Ben will just run. No, nah, we can't do it. It's got to be a dude trip. It won't happen. Bullshit. Shot That's... show. Remember Shot Show? Next yeah, but how much, how much did you have to pay? I mean, how much shit did you get for that afterwards? Oh, for that? None. None. That's work. Oh, no. Yeah, there's nothing to work with. This is team building for the, for the podcast. Exactly. Right? Yeah, team yeah, building. Yeah, we need yeah, to do yeah. a meeting. Can we set it up like that? Oh, Maybe. A team building. Maybe if we. What uh, about you, Mike? Hey, let's lie. Let's lie to them and say we're going to this machine gun place. Yeah. Yeah. Let's lie to them and say we're going to front side or something. Yeah, they get to go to Boys to Men. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were at Machine Head, so we get to do a concert in Vegas. Okay. So we got to find a concert in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll just do one night. Let's do it that way. All right. I'm Ooh. down. Okay, let's do two nights. Maybe well, two uh, nights tops. Okay, two nights tops. Maybe three, but after yeah, that, no yeah, more. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, for sure. Cut we're it. We're going three. from one to two, possibly three. Yeah, let's figure out like a Thursday <laughs> show. You know, we'll go Thursday morning, and then there's got to be a UFC. No, we'll do a Friday night show. Friday night show, UFC, UFC fight on Friday Saturday, Saturday. Oh, yeah. and come now home we're talking. And how much? No, it's Joe Rogan on Friday night. UFC on Saturday night, and then uh, maybe Sunday ish we come back. Yeah. Ish. That's more like it. Ish. Sounds good to me. I'm down, dude. We guys ready to get out of here? What? Yeah, I'm tired. Yeah. I, my Shout out. dead. Hey, to Chad Bianco. Everybody Chad Bianco, Bianco oh, yeah, yeah. I know he laid it on there, but he also has an Instagram page, Chad Bianco, mm -hmm. number four sheriff. That dude was badass. Yeah. He was. Now, like, let, for real, like, guy, people weren't in here in studio, but he was like a real dude. I, and, I, and, I think, and I think we can uh, say this without crossing any lines or having to check anything. He was even cooler off mic. Yes. Yeah. He was, but he I mean, was he cool. was rad as fuck on no, mic, yeah. too. He didn't, like, back down from anything. No, not at all. I thought no, he was not cool. At all. He's, 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 I always uh, pictured him as a guy that you want to be a cop. The guy that you want to yeah. because yes. he's, not, he's not. I don't think he got picked on to school. No. He's, no. he's a big boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and his wife was cool. Yeah, it, it seemed like a good uh, situation. So if you live in Riverside, vote for this dude, man. Vote for the guy that supports the show. You guys got shout-outs? I can't. No? 
<laughs> All right, squeak outs coming from Mike. <laughs> APL is on pipeline. <laughs> that was Listener bad. of the week, Brian Finch. He beat you, Mario. Mario's oh. number two, J- Big John, Ryan P, Al Longway, Nicole Walker, Jacob Valenzuela, Dylan Nelson, Katrina, Jason Loman, Lara Costello. Sorry, I didn't say anything. God damn it. Katrina was there too. Katrina was? Yeah. Who was that? God damn, the girl I introduced you to. Fuck. You got to tell me their last name with it so I can okay. Re- oh, okay. ring okay. a bell. That was Mr. my fault. Mr. Miyagi, Erickson, Dejas, Melissa Hayer, King, Raymond Henderson, Lan Thomas Ashley, Chrissy Ann, Jack Lechner, Doug Allen, and Shad Ash. At NGC Podcast on Instagram, at Eric underscore Welsh underscore DIY on Instagram. He needs a new handle. Yeah, at comedian easier. underscore Mike at NGC Jerry at Tattoo oh, Donnie. And, and we got the Vero thing now. Yeah, follow us under the same shit. On, yeah, I don't even know how to find people on there. We haven't even done That's it yet. It's hard. It's it seems like it's picking up steam though, dude. Yeah, I'm and, seeing a lot more of it. And there's nudity a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's like Twitter was. Yeah, yeah. Jason boobs. <laughs> yeah. So give us a follow on Instagram, a hey, like on Facebook. FYI, share. I saw Backpage for the first time the other day. Oh, you did? Blew my fucking How the mind. hell have you only seen that now? What is that? <laughs> my my boys have been you. doing that for 10 years. I'll talk to you after. All right, we're out.